And here we go. We are live. How's that was going, the folks? second time I got crabs. Uh, yeah, we're live. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Not oh, me. Man. I was another guy named Joey. I don't know that guy. That thing, Joey, man. He's always saying the worst stuff. He always uh, he got he got crabs. <laughs> How's it going, folks? Welcome back to We Watched Movie Live. It's been nine days since we've live streamed. Feels like forever. Has it? Oh, I guess yeah. it has. Yeah. Hmm. And it feels like the first time. I just thought it was last week. Oh, man. We have a fun show for you guys tonight. He's actually in the waiting room now. We are get, getting ready to introduce to the show Tim Wagner, who is the novelist of Halloween Kills, which will be on bookshelves on October the 16th mm-hmm. on DVD. Uh, so let's get him in here. Let's just get to it. Thank you all for showing up tonight. Thank you all for being here. And uh, as soon as Tim's off, we'll we'll try to get some questions from you guys to Tim as well. And then as soon as he's off, we'll hang out for a little bit as well. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Here's Tim Wagner. There he is. Hey, Tim. It says, there we go. Oh, he's connected now. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Tim. How are you doing? Doing good. man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, those. Uh, when I wear my glasses, sometimes on the thing, I have a, I have a light behind here, so it shines right into my glasses, yep. and I can't see anything. So <laughs> I do the exact same thing. Oh man, yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, we just introduced you, who you were to everybody in the chat right before we brought you in here. I always tell people that because sometimes I'll introduce them and then bring them in, and then they're like, "So we started. <laughs> we're we're going." <laughs> oh man, but. So I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you is it's really cool, amazing. So you're going to be doing the the novelization, or you already wrote it, I imagine, for for Halloween Kills. Um, How did that come to be? How did she end up with that awesome gig? Well, I'd already written a a number of tie-ins for Titan Books. I did three Supernatural books for them and a Grimm book. And then they started asking me to do um, novelizations. So I did one for Resident Evil, the final chapter, uh triple x the sequel what the the name was called (laughs) turn of xander cage that's it and then i did one for kingsman the golden circle and so they just you know emailed my agent and said hey would tim like to do this and i was like are you kidding (laughs) yes Uh, i assume you're a pretty big uh, michael myers halloween fan you bet you know i saw the original theater when it came out oh man that's got man that's awesome were people freaking out in the theater yeah, you know, back then it was—I had never been. You know, there wasn't cable yet, really, and I hadn't seen movies like this, and I'd certainly never seen one uncut. So the tension—I mean, it was like seeing Jaws for the first time. The tension was just—it was amazing. And I went with my sister's boyfriend, and we had a, you know, some young girls sitting in front of us, and they would scream at everything, and he would laugh, and he kind of taught me like the fun part <laughs> of watching these movies. We're not just watching the movie, but watching all the people that yeah. you were there with so yeah it was great you should see jay in a, in a horror movie theater he literally it's not good adult diapers stick, are needed <laughs> he'll stick his fingers in his in his in his ears so he can't hear it and then he'll do this so he can yeah. double them up i call it it's the yet. it's the three-point safety net that's what i call it <laughs> well, I, got a, I got a theory that scary movies aren't that scary without the, the sound without the music mm-hmm. that's in it. a lot of ways when my i have two daughters and when they were very young and we'd watch a cartoon it was kind of scary i just turned the sound off i muted and they're like, it's not scary anymore, Daddy. And I'm like, yeah. You're a genius, man. That's what I do. If I get a movie on DVD, I mute it, and I put subtitles on, and I'm A-OK to go. That's how I do it. 
This man That's reviews right. horror movies for a living, Tim. <laughs> well, I just don't want to see it in theaters because I look, I can't, I mean, I know what's going on. I try to hide my eyes. It doesn't matter. I can still see, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. The music is what builds the tension and atmosphere and it really, it takes it to another level. Yeah, it really does. So when, when you, uh, did you, when you did Halloween kills, when you wrote this one, did you get to see it first or did you go off of a script? I know yeah. uh, John uh, Passarella who did the first one, we talked to him and mm -hmm. at that point he, I think he said he had a script and they gave him some pictures to like set the stage, but he hadn't actually seen the film when he wrote it. Right. Yeah. Whenever you do novelizations, you, you never get to see the film ever. Oh, really? um, although I, for some reason for the Kingsman book, the director decided I had to see the movie. So they flew me out to California and I got to watch this thing, but nice. I wasn't allowed to have, well, yeah, but I wasn't allowed to have my computer there. I was not allowed to take notes by hand. Mm -hmm. And so they kept stopping the movie because the director said I had to write every single thing down. So it took, oh my God. I don't know, six, seven hours to watch this movie. It was a Sounds nightmare. like my AP English class in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, with this one, yeah, I just got a script and I didn't get any pictures or anything. Um, and the script, you never know if it's going to be a final one or not. Mm -hmm. uh, you have no clue. It's just whatever it is that they give you. Sometimes you can tell from the script that it, it's cobbled together from previous versions because it'll say at the top of the page, you know, which version is it. Um, and uh, for the Kingsman one, I had two different scripts. I had I, or three. I didn't even know it. The editor had one and I had a different one. And then I had to change it to a third one. And then I had to add in stuff from the actual film. It was a nightmare. Oh, um, but I got to make it out of all the best parts of those. So, so that yeah, was cool. <laughs> but with this one, you know, I won't know until I see the movie, you know, if it was a final script or not. Uh, one thing I've learned doing novelizations is that all the stuff that people complain about are not in movies, like all the character stuff, character development, at least in the four scripts I've seen, it's all there. It's the stuff oh. that gets cut out because there's just not room. For other, but it's always there so so don't blame the script writers they, they, they put all that good stuff in there and that's what's that great about sense. novelizations is we get to put all that stuff back in yeah i agree i yeah that's what the, the best part is that the, you know the inner workings of that character if you're reading about them and you know their motivations and you can actually hear that inner dialogue mm -hmm. which adds a lot more to the story overall versus you know i mean obviously the film that's going to be great I, I assume but you know having to read it and actually experience that through those characters has got to be really awesome to write mm-hmm but in a way, it's a it's a bummer because that means I'll never get to see the film fresh like everybody else. That's will. true. Yeah. And so you kind of have to true. give up that experience to do this. But that's OK. It's a, it's a great experience. Mm -hmm. That's you know, that's what we said. There's a lot of people in the Halloween fandom that have been able to find the script to Halloween Kills and read it. And we're like, keep it away from us because we just want to be surprised when we go in the theater. You know, don't we don't want the spoilers or anything like that. But did you that's, that's one of the things that, that fascinates me, too, is what Jay said when you're writing it. I remember in the very first novelization for Halloween, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff where they go inside of Michael's head, stuff that's, like you said, it's not in the movie, and they, they touch on a bunch of extra stuff. How much how much carte blanche do you have when you're doing that? Do they allow you to kind of say what maybe he's thinking or, or add you know extra paint to that picture in any way? Uh, to a certain degree. you know, I, I tried to I, – what I did was I read John's book and – Dennis Etchison years ago wrote the, the novelization to the, the first Halloween two mm -hmm. um, under the name Jack Martin. So I read his again and I paid special attention to how they wrote Michael. I always think of him as Michael. I never think of him as the shape. I just, even back when the movie came out, I was like, I hate that. I hate I like Michael, mm -hmm. but you know, everybody writes about him as the shape. And so that's what I did. And, you know, I tried to write from his perspective the same way they did where you're kind of like sort of 
skating over the surface of it in a way, but you're not getting behind because he's, you know, the thing that makes him Michael is that he's a complete enigma inside. You know, if you get too far inside Michael, it's just, he's just going to be like a regular serial killer or something. Yeah. Tell that to Rob Zombie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, do you prefer the, uh, the more, uh, we don't know if he's supernatural. We really don't. I mean, obviously he's an enigma and you like that about him because there's also been other people that have wrote him or, you know, directed uh, the movies where he's more savage, more brutal, more of like a Jason Voorhees. But I've always mm-hmm. felt like Michael Myers, I feel like what makes him stand apart from the other horror icons is the fact that he is the enigma, as you've called him, and that he's able to, you know, liquid smooth and kind of be in and out of the shadows. And but, so I, I assume that is that what is that another reason why you were attracted to the project, especially as like Michael Myers himself? Um, I was attracted to because I've been a fan of Halloween ever since the first movie came out. Um, And I like Rob Zombie's movies just fine, too. But I think that I like the enigma part. I like the the way you described him is really good. You know, he's stealthy and kind of moves like sort of like in a liquid machine like Mm -hmm. way. Um, In a lot of ways, it's it's almost like the the liquid shape changing Terminator from the second Terminator movie. Yes. You know, kind of the way that he moves. And, you know, I don't think he even talks or if he does, it's very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of like, I preferred that approach just because we already have a Jason. We don't need a, exactly. you know, another, another version of that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. Do you think, mm-hmm. do you think in like, in your eyes, especially, and you don't have to say specifically, cause obviously the last thing we want to do is get you in trouble and have you say something you're not supposed to. And also, like we said, we don't want to be spoiled about it either, but just, uh, so I won't say for Halloween kills in particular, but just your mm-hmm. vision of Michael overall do you think he's actually supernatural or do you like the version that that kind of skirts that line where, well, a human being could survive some of the injuries he took, but I don't know, you know, if they did or not. Do you, do, would right. you call Michael Myers supernatural yourself? I have no idea. I like, <laughs> I like the fact that there, you know, I, I guess just based on like Loomis's speech from the first movie, mm-hmm. you know, where he talks about, you know, he spent 15 years looking for at this day or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, these, he's nothing inside him. He's absolutely evil. He says at the end, you know, he was the boogeyman. And, you know, if Michael had been shot, like, I don't know how many times and got up, you know, at the end of that movie, I think everybody still would have thought of him as just a kind of a very eerie, but crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I mean, he kind of entered in the realm of, of, of legend. It's kind of like the end of Candyman or whatever, sort of, Yeah. you know, where, you know, you do enter into, to legend. And then at the end of that first movie, you know, a new legend is kind of born. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I guess I like it that he skirts the line. Um, it, it's no fun when you, uh, you know, if they kind of have reasons why, you know, that, that, that somehow, Michael is still around after being like shot 15 times. Like, like if there's like a physical reason, Uh, you know, it's like uh, if you watch when I remember watching, um, Oh God, rampage with the rock, you know, and he's running around with these giant monsters and everything. And then he gets like shot in the the kidney or whatever. And then he's running around still for 20 minutes, you know, not even (laughs) holding the wound. It's like, no, no, that just, you know, if you're going to do something like that, it's better to, that's why I like the fact that they made Jason into a, a zombie in part six, because at least it explained yeah. what he could do. When Simon yeah. Hawk wrote the novelizations, he actually wrote it that Jason was a mutant with a healing power, which is why he was able to, to keep on going. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird the newest too, addition to X Men, I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's crazy because they've always done a decent job with it. Like you could explain it away if you really wanted to. So like the end of the first one, six times gets shot six times 
But, you know, 50 Cent got shot like nine times or something like that. That's what I always tell people. But then Halloween 2, when he gets blown up at the end of it, you think, oh, there's no way he could have survived that. But then Loomis survived it. He shows up scarred in H4. So you're like, well, if Loomis could survive it, technically he could still be. Right. But then I think at the end of H4 was the one that really was like, okay, there's no way because he gets shot about a thousand times. And it's even making him like dance as he's getting shot with gigantic yeah. guns. And I think the only way. And then there was a dude like for one. some reason had dynamite in the back of his truck <laughs> out of nowhere. He's that like, too. I got this dynamite. <laughs> I think the only way you could explain away that is in five, when they had that sea shanty dude that was like taking care of him while he was eating beanie weenies for a year while Michael right. was just in the corner. And then he had the cult of Thorn all of a sudden. So they always like, I love that. I love how they do that. They kind of skirt it. And in this one, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. He goes through a lot of energy, uh, a lot of injuries in Halloween 2018, but it's not too much to where you can say it's impossible that a human being could have survived it. And I just, I like how they tow that line in there a lot. Yeah, and I always imagine it kind of like the, when you have the people that are like, you know, monks or whatever, and they've reached this state of consciousness where they can shut down pain and, you know, they can even like slow their bleeding and things like that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all been documented. So I think somebody like Michael could probably do that. So maybe, you know, he would just be like a, that part of his brain would be switched on. Maybe a lot of other parts aren't. So he could do that, and it could be real, I guess, but it's mostly the magic of the movies, probably. It's either yeah. that or, he, or he's an IRS agent slash lawyer. I mean, there's right. no <laughs> turning on right. a slow boy. Uh, he, did, well, he stared at a wall for 15 years. So he did. I know. He's got to have patience at the very little, least. I know you can't talk about much about the novelization, but uh, what would you say <clears throat> when you were working on it was your favorite part of working on it? Can you say anything like specifically about it, was it the world building? Was it the exploration of the characters? Was it um, just writing from Michael's perspective, writing the scenes? Because you know there are scenes where it's just it's just Michael. Yeah. Um, and being able to do that. The other part that's always fun is when you get to make up stuff of your own. Oh. And uh, one of the editors I was working with, she's a big Halloween fan, and so she would always suggest like little Easter eggs we could put in. Oh, sweet. And uh, yeah, including one to Rob Zombie halloween movie that i don't know i don't know if anybody uh will catch it or not but it was just a fun little thing to do so stuff like that's fun yeah yeah man it did so it's also called they call this one one of the goriest ones i mean everybody said that john carpenter said it uh the director said i mean it's called halloween kills i guess for a reason uh so like you said before you've written you know resident evil written some supernatural and stuff like this would you say that this was the goriest thing that you've ever written the goriest like tie-in yeah Yeah. (laughs) my own stuff my original novels been some of them are pretty gory but um yeah you know and a lot of it also just depends on how it's portrayed on the screen too you know it's Mm -hmm. in terms of a film you can have something that would in real life be pretty gory but it just depends on how much they show but you know they've been gone on record about that and we've seen some you know clips and things like that so i'm i'm expecting there to be an awful lot of blood in this movie how did you feel about the scenes that you that that you wrote in the book once you saw them on the trailer and then in the trailer, like the firefighter scene with the crazy, you know, chainsaw blade and the halogen light and all that stuff. Not light halogen, whatever that thing's called. What do you call it? It's a halogen. Halogen. Is that what it says in the book? So. Halogen? Like a little ax, <laughs> a little fireman ax. Or do you, do you mean like when the, 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 the take the, like the fluorescent, he takes the fluorescent light tube. Isn't that one of the, Oh, it's the uh, it's the firefighter bar thing that he uses oh, that, in the bar? That, that lifts the dude up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's when you see stuff like that, you're sometimes at least for the 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 ones I've done so far, the novelizations you are like, oh, I wish I'd known they were going to do it that way uh, because <laughs> it'll be just the action is often most of the time really well described. 
in the scripts that I've seen. Only one I had to make up the action because it would just say something like they jump from here to there. And I'm like, what? But normally this is described pretty well. But then, of course, you know, when they actually get to shoot it, they may have different ideas or something just isn't as practical, you know, on the, uh, in the real life as it is on the page. So, yeah, I will spend some of that movie going or a lot of that movie probably going, oh, I wish I'd known that what that looked like. And I wish I'd realized they're going to do it that way. But that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because the special uh, effects guy's got to mm -hmm. work his magic in there. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, when you uh, when you're writing it, are they pretty strict about uh, what you're allowed to put in? And then do you have to send them like, I mean, I know that they have to approve it all. Are they like really on you about that? Like specifically, like what you need to put in, what you don't want, what they don't want you to put in? No, I mean, usually it, they just they give you the script and they know that you're going to add stuff because the scripts aren't you know, no script is long enough to make a novel all by itself. Yeah. No matter how you flesh out the scenes that are there. So you have to add stuff to it. Um, so, you know, as long as you, you're careful, you know, you don't say to yourself, this is my chance to stick in Freddie and Jason somewhere, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. whatever, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, that you don't go you know, crazy as a fan and, and put things in, you know, you can't do, um, that what'll happen is that they'll, somebody, whoever it is at the studio, that's in charge of looking at licensed products, um, will go ahead and take a look at it and give you feedback. I think, I'm not sure, but I think in some comments I saw on social media, I think a couple different people, maybe more, took a look at this one. Um, the only thing that they had me do was that one of the things that I've done in the past with novelizations is sometimes you'll get a script and like an actor will, it, the, line, the, the line the actor has to say is just the same word repeated. Mm -hmm. Like an actor might say no three times. And as an actor, you can make that a very, very different reading of each no and be very effective, but you can't do that on the page. And so what I would do is just maybe turn that into one no. And for this particular movie, they were, uh, they said, no, every little, every line of dialogue has to be exactly the same. And that's the only thing they said. So I just went back and you know, put those in, but otherwise, you know, they evidently liked the stuff I added just fine. They didn't, I was trying, there was a, you know, every once in a while, there are a couple scenes where maybe you misinterpret what's happening or for whatever reasons, maybe it wasn't as clear. And they'll be like, oh, no, it's supposed to be like this. And it's but real simple stuff. I haven't had any. So they worked with you pretty well oh, yeah. throughout the. OK, so that's pretty. That's yeah. Yeah. Was it is it the producers that come to you or, or do they like pass the note through like your agent? How does that? It, it goes work? through the editor at the, at the book oh, company. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it goes goes from me to the editor of the book company to the studio, the back to the editor, then to me. Would you so consider novelizations uh, more or less challenging than uh, your uh, when you write your original, when you write your original material? Would you think it's more or less challenging? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. It's just a whole different kind of thing. You know, you've already, it's it's like you're collaborating with people you're never going to meet because, mm -hmm. you know, you have the writers that wrote this script, um, just. By the way it's worked out all the novelizations i've done have been sequels so i was fortunate enough to see you know the, the first movie ahead of time for all these films and so that way i'm also kind of collaborating with the actors because i can go ahead and see their performance and try to use that um and then there are more there's just more hands in the pie too because it's yeah. not just you and your editor it's also the people at the studio so there's a, a a much larger collaborative aspect to it than when you do your own stuff um and plus, you know, it's weird because you're building on a framework that exists in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's not like I can say, oh, I really don't like the way this scene went. I think I'm going to go ahead and just change this a little here, change it a lot there. You know, you can't do that like you could with your own stuff. But, you yeah. know, it's just different. It's different. Um, a completely different kind of pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. 
it's I, I try not to think about the pressure that's the hardest thing about <laughs> tie-ins is like oh i'm writing a supernatural book and there are like a million supernatural fans and every one of them has a different idea of how oh Sam yeah, yeah. Uh, i'll bet so in halloween especially yeah in halloween so <laughs> oh, it's man. like you just do the i just don't think i think about myself as the mm. as the fan uh and just you know inhabiting these characters the same way i would my own uh and so that part's fun it's also great to write Lori too i'm so glad that she has you know such oh, a yeah. big part in these movies um mm -hmm. that was a joy getting to write her too i bet was there anything when you were when you're reading and obviously don't say what it is but uh was there anything that so well first let me ask you this how did you feel about halloween 2018 oh i enjoyed it i liked it real well um i think you know uh, uh, uh i remember when people when it was co it come out i hadn't seen it right away just very soon, but I'd read a bunch of reviews of it and people were all over the place about, you know, it was great. It was great. It was great. And I thought it was really good, but I also thought at the same time that it just kind of lacked some kind of impact. I couldn't quite, but I don't know whether the reviews build it up for me. Um, so when I saw it in the theater, I, it wasn't that I was un underwhelmed. I was just expecting something, I guess, a little bit, a little bit more, but then, mm. you know, I watched it a zillion times on video after that, and that all went away. So it might have just been me trying to get used to a whole different, I mean, you know, if you're a fan of these movies, you've got like four or five different timelines going on with diff mm. different versions of Michael and different versions of Laurie and all this other stuff. Um, yeah. So I think in some ways, it's almost like you have to wipe all that out of your head to, to fully enjoy uh, the new story. Well, that's perfect to the question I was going to ask you, which was, like, and by the way, it's got to be hard for you. Having been in the theater for 78's Halloween, it's probably impossible to to compare that to anything because that must have been so cool. But seeing Michael for the first time before mm -hmm. you've ever seen him in a commercial or on a T-shirt or yeah. anything. Is that William that Shatner? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be crazy. Yeah. But so that being your reaction to Halloween 2018, like I almost just lacked this almost kick to paraphrase like just sub some level of substance when you're writing this when you're reading the script for the first time going through it was there anything and obviously again you don't say what it was but was there anything that just dropped your jaw that made you kind of shocked and kind of threw you for a loop yeah i thought they did a really good job telling a different kind of story i mean it's there in all the, the interviews i've read they basically say enough that you get an idea of the kind of story it's going to be mm. and even on the um the synopsis on amazon that I don't know who wrote it, but whoever wrote the synopsis that says this is what the story is, uh, you know, they did a really good job in kind of distilling the essence of it. Um, and, you know, I think that they're they're doing some interesting things with the concept of, of violence and the concept of what violence does to people, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, the trauma, <clears throat> as 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 Laurie yep. Strode likes to say <laughs> so yep. much that the way it affects people. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that the tagline could, you know, even be something like, "How far would you be willing to go to protect your family from something like evil?" But just because the the way that they've been building it up, it almost feels like, in the like in essence, that's what it's going to be. But again, you know, it's would you? Uh, is there any? Uh, and I know we'll definitely go back to Halloween Kills. Um, is there any dream projects or projects that you would really love to work on as far as novelizations go? If you ever got the chance, is there any particular character beyond Michael Myers that you would really be interested in tackling and and doing something either original or uh, even a novelization? Well, years and years ago, I did an original uh, story of Freddy Krueger. Okay, uh, so, wow. Yeah, it was a novel called Protege, and that was a lot of fun. So it would be great to do Jason, so I could get like the all three of them. Uh, the, the book company I was doing, uh, I wanted to do uh, Jason next, 
Jason 10, Space Man. 10, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. I really, I had this idea that they were going to send Jason X back in time to kill, you know, the original Jason. And he kept oh, failing. Dude, so he'd have great. to jump forward to get to encounter each one. Holy and shit. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to do that so bad. But then the, 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 the book company, they just, folded that part of their oh man their line. that sounds awesome yeah so i was so excited to do that just because that's, also i thought jason x was hilarious it, it was, was, my, it was <laughs> my brother and i went to the theater to go see it and the woman wouldn't sell us tickets because she said it was so bad and i said you don't understand <laughs> you don't understand why i go see these movies she finally talked her into it and she said look if 15 minutes go by and you can't stand this movie come back i will give you tickets for any movie Oh, you know, my brother wow. and I are there. We're just having the best time watching this thing. Man. <laughs> that idea is seriously, you just it's blew my awesome. mind, Tim. Like you, you literally just blew my mind because we always think about this. And I have two, two questions for the chat that I'll get to. Cause one of them ties into what Jay just said as well. But like, we always think about like, would you want to see Jason versus Michael, Freddie versus Ash? What would you want to see? I don't think any of us have ever had the ever. thought what about Jason versus Jason? Like different versions of Jason versus Jason. Look, when this thing's out of lawsuit, you got to get a hold of Victor Miller and these guys. Because I'm be telling about you, twenty seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. Just, yeah, hang on for it'll be a, it'll be a minute. But when they're done kicking each other in the balls in court, man, that is an idea that I think would blow minds. No That's doubt amazing. about it. Um, tying in again, I I know you kind of answered this already, but um, where where did it go? This stupid the way that youtube works here um let's see okay scarehouse tim zombie asked tim if you could go back in time and write a novel for any movie ever what would it be oh my god well I, when i was a kid i mean i, I love the kolchak the night stalker tv series so you know i would love to write something like that um boy that's really hard um space jam know, three Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, the novelizations are just about any of the famous ones, like the first alien. I mean, I think Alan Dean Foster did that one. Uh, you know, if you could do the, I don't think they would ever do one for Hellraiser since the Hellbound Heart by Clay Barker is what it's yeah. based on. But if you For could sure. do one, or maybe the second one, since it's, you know, more cosmic, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Rumfeld asked uh, if you had to do a novel of a crossover. I think this kind of goes to what we were talking about as well. If you had to do a novel of a crossover with Michael and another horror icon, who would you like to see Michael go up against in your own vision? By the way, good to see you boys and welcome, Tim. Thanks, Tyler. Well, thank you. Thanks. Um, gee, who would Michael? It would be interesting if it was somebody different, I mean, uh, than him. So that's why I don't think he and Jason would work so well. Um, you know, whenever I talk about, we could do workshops and horror writing and stuff. And I'll talk about how the Jason and Michael are the same basic archetype. They're the grim reaper because they both have white faces that are like skulls in that they don't move. Mm -hmm. um, they're silent. Like the grim reaper is they're dressed basically in monochromatic clothing. They have like a metal instrument, which they use to go ahead and harvest lives with. Um, they're just different versions of that. And if you put them together, it's kind of like having, you know, death versus death. So, you know, a character that might be really different, um i don't know chucky might be interesting you imagine chucky <laughs> trying to interact with with michael no, maybe try to use up. michael somehow <laughs> maybe it'd be like guy. it'd be like joe pesci in casino <laughs> going <laughs> up against the rock yeah that's right. what it'd be yeah <laughs> or you know maybe like pinhead might be interesting so completely be... different well, you know, there was a there was a un, like a, a, a like a script that was unmade um, that Mike and I had discussed before. And we actually had the writer on um, 
Uh, it was a, it was where they had they had planned on at some point they were going to have a crossover with Michael Myers and Hellraiser. It was essentially going to be called Michael Myers versus Pinhead. And in that instance, uh, it was basically that Pinhead had somehow infected the little Myers boy with this evil. And they find the box inside the Myers house. And this 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 how it's like tied all into Pinhead. I, I think it would be a pretty interesting movie. I'm not going to lie. I think it would. You know, if you don't go anywhere else to see Michael Myers and Pinhead on screen together would make sense. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you even look at Jason involved with that, too, it makes sense, too. I mean, the whole idea with Freddy versus Jason is the fact that Freddy says he had to scour the depths of hell to find the most evil heart. I mean, Pinhead's there in hell. So, you know, as the Lord or the mm-hmm. over overseer or whatever of Leviathan. So I don't know. It'd yeah. be really think, cool, though. Yeah, it's more interesting to me almost than than Michael versus Jason, because for Michael versus Jason, Jason's just so much more brute. And Michael's more yeah. tactical and stealth. It's just like that's all. That's what everybody goes to immediately is Michael versus Jason. But it's hard to say like, like who would win that fight. I think like it would depend on the setting. <laughs> like if it was in suburbia, maybe Michael wins. If it's in the woods, you're not messing with Jason. All that stuff's fascinating to think about. I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to just sit and type on like an MS DOS computer X Men. I'd like to see fight each other. So I totally get it. But <laughs> at the same time, your world's perfect for that kind of thing because you can do whatever you want to, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to have this effect on the franchise as a whole movie wise because we've always said i don't want to see a crossover with michael myers because box office wise that's always like a last last desperation heave Mm -hmm. you know it means like we're we're, we can't just do a michael movie because people aren't buying it so if they're going to put michael up against jason or something they're just grasping at straws and that likely signals the end of uh, seeing these characters on the big screen at least for a few years but in your world you could do tons of shit with that Mm -hmm. yep it's true i don't not really a question. I was just talking. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just talk. I apologize. For that. Well, actually, that, that that leads me to a question, though, uh, Tim, if, if you don't mind a- uh, answering it. What would you do if you had the option or the uh, the opportunity to write an original novel based around Michael Myers? What would you like to see Michael Myers do or be that they haven't really explored yet? Have you ever given that Ooh, any that's thought? That's a good question. I have to find out if they'd let me do anything with uh, the mythos of Halloween 3. Might be kind of interesting. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know how I would connect her somehow, but that might be interesting. Um, you know, Michael is always in Hatfield. Maybe if you took him somewhere else, not to Manhattan, <laughs> like they did with Stay Jason. away from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the It'll minute you easy. see Jason walking down the street in New York, you're like, look how small that guy. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, too. You know, yeah. it was funny. You that movie on a boat. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you didn't even get to it's really true. see it. Um, you know, it might be, you know, interesting to see kind of like in the, the, the Rob Zombie movies where Loomis was like more of, of a publicity hound. Mm-hmm. If there was somebody that was, you know, using Michael that way or, you know, we see like, you know, uh, documentaries that uh, uh, we binge on Netflix and everything. Maybe if somebody did like he did a mockumentary like that, where it's like seven or eight episodes about Sense. about Michael Myers, you know, the, the mystery of Michael Myers or whatever. And That'd what's be- true and not true and what's myth. Yeah, that that were you know, and then uh, yeah, I've always thought of something. I mean, Mike and I have discussed this before as well. Um, it would be really, I think it would be really neat to do something um, as far as like doing a like the Loomis files or something like that, mm-hmm. and then talking about Loomis and then how he experienced Michael at the very beginning and how he was trying to help him, and then suddenly and slowly start realizing you know that he is purely and simply evil, and then going from there. But yeah, I, I you're right. Yeah, especially taking him out of Haddonfield. That's always been. Uh, a point of contention a lot among a lot of Halloween fans is that well the, the in order for Michael to grow and I think to get a new audience in you have to take him out of Haddonfield at some point like he's got to be able to go on past the familial ties which is what 
you know, they're doing with Halloween 2018 and moving forward with that. So, yeah, I, I agree completely. That would be awesome. I hope that I, you, you sound like you know your shit, man. I really hope that you get a chance to do some like original work like that. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. So any editors, uh, I should be the movie people. <laughs> so any movie people <laughs> out there that think this would be a great idea, get in touch with the publisher. Yeah, yeah, I think and 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 you know, Akkad, I think I think some of that some of the doors for some of that stuff's going to open, I feel like when Halloween ends is done. I think that cuz they even talked about doing a TV series and doing this this or that. I think in that space between they want to let Halloween ends this trilogy breathe for a little while and we're not going to get a Michael movie for a few years because they're going to have to start from scratch again. I think that'll be a really good spot. And I think novelizations would be something really cool if someone wrote like a series or you had several writers write a series and do some of the ideas try them out with the fan base cuz I mean the horror fan base right now is to me it's as big as it's ever been. I really think people would get into that kind of thing and it would be cool. Uh Don Harrison asks so how would you what was your approach to to writing the Halloween Kills novelization? Uh oh, I think we're froze. Oh, there we go. No. Can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah. hear you now. Okay, there you go. Like, what was your approach to when you when you wrote the Halloween Kills novelization? I know, like, when we read these scripts and stuff, we'll listen to. Uh, we all when we read the scripts, we always turn on some Halloween music in the background, getting the zone yeah, for it. Idea, Being yeah. a fan of Halloween, like, did you approach this differently than than your other books? Um. Well, you know, I rewatched all the movies again. Mm-hmm. Um, not the Rob Zombie ones, just because his version of Michael's so different. Um, and the feel of the world that he creates is so different. Um, you know, and I have my soundtracks going, my different, my various Halloween soundtracks. I had all my like Michael Myers figures that are kind of back, they're back there somewhere. I had them all oh, sitting yeah. right here by my computer. Um, <laughs> oh, got, I made sure I got a mug that uh, it's it's one of those that like when it gets hot, that's when Michael appears, you know, and it, and it cools oh, yeah, off, it cool. vanishes. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, so I made sure that it's the only thing I drank coffee out of the entire time I was writing the book. <laughs> so you know i, I kind of psyched myself into the uh and i said i also looked at the some of the other novelizations too how they were written read john passarella's all the way through i tried my best to make sure that my book connected to his as much as possible um some oh. things just changed between you know i don't know it was from the script he had or whatever but you know some things he had that weren't in the first movie they just didn't follow up on so they don't it's a little different but i did my very best to try to make sure that it those connected as well so you know those are all the things i did that are different than if i just sat down to you know write one of my own books that makes sense that'd be kind of fun being a fan of the franchise and i was like okay i'm gonna put my figures over here (laughs) get my cup that's awesome man i love it uh so when you did this um uh, before the movie came out, there was a lot of talk about, okay, we don't want to make Halloween kills feel like that, that middle movie. They, they said, we don't want it to feel like, cause you know, like Harry Potter and stuff like that. They'll do, uh, they'll take one book and span it out into three movies, make as much money as they can for it. So n- when they knew this was going to be a trilogy, and this is the middle piece. They were like, we want to make sure this feels like a complete movie on its own. Even though we all know Halloween ends is coming out. When, when you read the script and when you wrote the book, did you feel good about that yourself for like where the book ended? Did it feel like its own entity in a way? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Badass. Simple. I love it. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I think people are really going to like it. I mean, it's, it, it all depends on the execution, of course, but mm. they nailed it with the first one. So I'm sure that this one will, it, it, and it is, I think they've said in interviews that it's just a bigger story in a lot of ways. And it really is. And there, there is some stuff in there, too, about kind of, you know, the effect of Michael the myth on the town and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that, too. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Focusing yeah, so. more on the uh, the curse like uh, 
identity that Michael carries with him to put put on the table. I've heard that too. Yeah, that's. I can't wait to watch it, man, and and, and to read your book. That's going to be so great. I think the last time I stood in line, or not even, it wasn't really a standing in line, but the last time I got a novelization, I got uh, Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> I was so excited to see Star Wars. So I'm going to definitely watch uh, read yours as well because I, I really anything to deal with uh, Halloween and Mike's the same way to explore that world and and to get inside those characters' minds and. I can't wait. And, and the way that you describe it, it's awesome, too. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, man, we can't we can't wait to read it. Uh, is there do you do? Do you know at this point where people are going to be able to purchase it? I know I bought the first one. I bought John's at Barnes Noble when it first came out. But I know you can also buy it on his website now. Are you going to have that for sale uh, from you or will I have to get it from newsstands? I haven't thought about that. I mean, it's it'll be everywhere just because it's Halloween. Not, right. <laughs> not, not because on it's Halloween. me. Doesn't yeah. matter who wrote it. It's will it be, be a target? Halloween. Yep, it will. People, that's awesome. People yeah. only watch us because we talk about Halloween. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> will it be at your nearest uh, Spirit Halloween store? <laughs> I don't know. I wish that would be awesome. Good news signing there. That's oh, that'd be great. Are you working on anything right now that that you want to that you want to promote? Talk about anything like that? Um, well, I've got like five other books that are going to come out after Halloween. Various mm-hmm. horror novels, a follow up to. Uh, my, my how to write horror book, Writing in the Dark. It's a workbook for exercises for that. Um, I did a tie-in for a, a board game called Zombicide, Zombicide Invader. Uh, so that it's like sp- space zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to write. <clears throat> That's coming out in February. And right now I'm working on a, like a psychological horror novel. It's just one of my own. Right on, man. Is there is there a certain place anybody can check that out? the The website or a different place? I know, I know. Oh. We're, we were having trouble trying to figure out the, the issue with the website that we were talking about because for some reason there was one link that you find on Google that just takes you to like a Viagra website, and I'm like, that's not Tim's. <laughs> yeah, that is I, not yeah, Tim's website. Contact contacted my web guy, and he's like, yeah, you had malware there. We we got oh, it removed. No. <laughs> so I don't know where it came from, but yeah, I did the same. I went I went there, and I was like, oh my god, look at that. But now it should be fine. So just my website, it's just timwagner.com. It okay, has links cool. to everything. Awesome, man. And I'll put a link down down below for you guys to check all that stuff out, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us tonight. We're super oh. psyched to read the book. It was really awesome to talk with you, Tim. Oh, yeah. I had a great time. It was a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you That's want great. to, back after the movie comes out and we can get more into spoiler territory, if you'd like to come back on, man, we'd love to have you. We can get real deep in this thing. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be yeah, a lot of fun. All right, man. Well, have a great night, brother. We appreciate you, Tom. Thanks, Tim. You guys take care. You too. too. And guys, we will be right back ourselves. We're going to take a quick quick break, and we'll be right back with you guys. Thank you. Uh, Elite Al, that fell. Hey, guys, this is Mark Wahlberg, and I just wanted to take a second to talk to you about We Watched a Movie. They got a really good Patreon going on over there. They'll do videos for you based on any of their characters. They'll do commentaries for you. They'll do movie reviews for you. They got behind-the-scenes videos. You got 20% off of all their merch. They'll even make you your own video store card like Blockbuster back in the day. They got commentaries just sitting there waiting to be fucked by your movie ears. I'll put the link below. We gotta outrun the wind. Hey, folks. Hi, guys. How's it going? Did you enjoy your pee-pee? Yeah, I did. It was a long one, and it felt good with my three-inch wiener. But yeah, you know, uh, what a nice guy. What a really mm-hmm. super awesome, nice guy. I really liked him. We'll admit it. It did kind of feel. Uh, it kind of felt like we were invited to the the adults' table at Thanksgiving for the first time, and we didn't know really how to act because he, he was very. Uh, he felt very cultured. 
like, and like he, he felt very smart and I felt stupid. I, you know, it's like, if you got a really like an awesome favorite teacher in high school, and then you stay after class to kind of talk with them, but they're talking about adult things that you really can't relate to, but you're trying your best to do it. And you're like, and they're like talking, you know, about like really high lofty things. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I I've got a paw collection and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> like, I like, I have a bicycle. My bicycle yeah. is red. And uh, I also have red and blue streamers on it. No big deal. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. more, definitely more of a well-spoken, smart, smart. Yeah, guy very, very well smart guy. Together. I was but, proud yeah, of us, though, like dude. Said, we, we we held the cussing down to a minimum. So I, you know, I, I, I was proud too. And <laughs> you know, and I, and I've been drinking adult juice. So there was a lot of times <laughs> I want to go. So what the fuck, man? They didn't want you to do. I, I wanted to be like fuck, dude. And I, See, I didn't we could be classy. I was, well, as soon as he said, you know, and again, you know, like you got the you know favorite teacher vibe off of him. I'm like, well, you know, we we're kind of cool with each other, but if I really say something wrong, I'll get an F. So <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it cool, keep it light, keep it going. But yeah, it was cool, man. It was fun, dude. I absolutely like. I, I mean, he blew my mind with that Jason idea. That dude, is the that coolest was so idea good. for a Jason movie I've ever fucking heard. We should steal it. <laughs> We should steal, <laughs> we should steal it script. and be like, yeah, let's just be a script. Yeah, we'll be like, uh, what Daniel is it Daniel Ferrans or Ferrans or Ferrans, Halloween? Yeah. Ferrans, we should just yeah. do that and send it into a cod and be like, this was totally original. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw you an EP credit, Tim. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. the movie gets made. We're just kidding, but that yeah, seriously, someone should make that. It's amazing. Tyler said, by the way, Jay, my dad does not cut my hair with a bowl, he uses a pan. Okay, well, that makes, I mean, that's even more efficient, I suppose. Good for you. Uh, no, uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, I commented, uh, I think that's in reference to uh, earlier, uh, I, I did comment, a uh, wolf, uh, Wolfman got, uh, I, I guess he was being, like, some asshole was being mad at him for his accent or whatever, and he supposed, I don't know, he said December with a Z. I, you know, people, you know, people that comment have tampons in their ass sometimes that are negative and they just comment about anything that has nothing to do yeah. with the video. They usually do it all the time. But anyway, that was the, and I called the guy a dildo head, the guy that, and then, uh, yeah, he had said something about like, well, I bet you think I'm a loser too. Cause my dad cuts my hair with a bowl. And I was like, no way, Jose. I feel like that's efficient. <laughs> I was like, no one would dare call Lloyd from dumb and dumber really a loser. Cause he wins in the end. Yeah. So, some guy, some guy commented on a, on a video yesterday. I put it on Twitter. He's like, he was like, can you guys just stop giving me the vibes of the two cops from Halloween five and just read the news and stop trying to be funny? I was like, you can learn how to use Google asshole. I was like, if you just want us to read the fucking news, then what the fuck is the point? Like, can you not read? You can't read the news off the page. We're not breaking any of this shit. We're just spraining it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. And, and, and you know, we're, we're always going to try to be funny. We know we're not, we're just oh. trying. Okay. And you know, like know. nobody loves a quitter. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the response to all of them. Nobody loves a quitter, man. Yeah. We're just doing our best here. Should I quit smoking? Great. Sure. Should I quit drinking? Absolutely. Do I? No, because no one likes a quitter. <laughs> Fucking What's idiot. What's the song? Uh, some people say I got a drinking problem. I don't I don't see it as a problem at all or something like that. That sounds like the, the biggest no country song I've ever heard in my life. It is a country song. I pulled it is on the it? other day. You were like, dude, turn this shit off. I was like, this is a good drinking song, man. Oh, yeah, because uh, we were already in the middle of like a, a, like a high talks conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just not adding that was not helping yeah that's true ain't no reason to stop uh just gregory thank you so much says hey michael j just want to let you know you guys make me happy thank you for your funny videos can't tell you how much i love you both can't tell you how hey, much we love you too thank you Patricia. thank you you're such a sweetheart always but i, I thanks but bobby I, for the for the super chats you were throwing in there uh while we were talking we appreciate that too man yeah i i, I gotta say though like again um hopefully it, it wasn't too i mean the our the guess he was great i mean he really was great um 
awesome interview. I just felt like Mike and I were a little bit out of our element because again, Mike, Mike said it right. He was, he was smart. He was really onto it. And we were just kind of like, Oh <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was still fun. I, I really do like doing the interviews, man, especially because you learn so much, uh, you know, about the process and how they do this and stuff like that. And I, I know there's probably aspiring novelists and aspiring people out there, you know, authors that want to do this. And it's cool to bring these kind of guys on. I would rather talk to these kind of dudes, really honest to God, screenwriters, whatever that have to actually deal with character development and these, these, uh, these beloved uh, icons in like Michael Myers or something, then, than um, a director. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like like talking to directors too, but there's something about talking to screenwriters and novelists and or novel authors and shit like that that it's just I don't know. It just takes it to a different level. Their minds work a different way. I noticed that when he was talking about, I didn't get a chance to tell him this, but when he was talking about how uh, Michael and Jason are basically the same and mm -hmm. how like they both have the white mask, they're kind of like the Grim Reaper. I can't say it nearly as eloquently as he did, but when he was going through explaining that, I was like, man, that's that's some deep, smart shit, and that's why I love talking to writers, just like you do. Mm -hmm. They're my favorite people to talk to. because they just they, It's a whole other level of thought and like imagination that goes into that shit, stuff that yeah. I definitely wasn't born with. It's the creativity, man. Yeah. I, it just it's it's the it's the pure creativity and mine was all sucked out by my ex-wife fucking slut hoe but <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding but yeah it's a, yeah it's it's really cool I, you know honestly i would even like to talk to composers you know like imagine talking to like you know i obviously john carpenter is is not just a composer but he's an amazing greatness yeah he's he's a statue of david except that his wiener's not showing but i would like to you know, imagine talking to someone like john williams or or uh or, or the, D, uh, the dude that did uh, Hans Zimmer. Like, mm. holy shit, th those would be amazing interviews, too. I, I just, I don't know. I, or I would even talk to the boom mic operators. Like, hey, man, what what was that like? When you were, like, filming, the, did, did, you push, <laughs> did you push the boom mic right in, into James Hugh Courtney's face? It's like, smell it. <laughs> you got to put it in front of their faces. You got to squeeze it. Yeah, squeeze the chest. <laughs> Rock Pit Knowledge, thanks, buddy. Says, only drinking problem is two hands and one mouth. That's true. I like it. I like that kind of never give up attitude. Anthony Stamp said, can Dr. Loomis tell my brother Nicholas to get a job? He graduated in May and he still hasn't found jack shit. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just the way you said that. He still hasn't found jack shit. Nicholas, you dumb shit, sick of fat. Let me tell you something. Last May you graduated, there's a guy named St. Nicholas. He's got a job for 100,000 years. He's been delivering presents to ungrateful little shits like you in the hope that you would be better in the world. And guess what you're doing? You're sitting on your stupid narrow ass playing Madden 22. I know you are. You know what? It sucks, according to sources. It does suck. So you're full of shit. Get a job. I don't care if you're flipping goddamn hamburgers at the Waffle House. Do they serve hamburgers? I don't care. You're done. Dumb shit. Sitting there. I got a high school diploma. Now I'm going to sit on my ass and gain 27,000 pounds and eat Cheetos for two years. And then I might go to college and I'll be that lovely Ryan Reynolds and Van Waller. You'll be nothing. You'll be Van Shitter. Get a job now. <laughs> by the way, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> thank you for the super chat, by the way. I was going to say, it's so funny. Uh, the, the Loomis that we do is, a, is obviously a parody. It's not Donald Pleasance. It never has what? been Donald Pleasance. I know, I'm it's weird, isn't me. it? But it's so hilarious that when you read the hate comments, <laughs> they're like, Oh, by the way, uh, Dr. Loomis was not uh, uh, a Nazi German. 
he was a British. I'm like, Nazi Germany. I was like, well, can you just be German? <laughs> like, and I was like, I know it's not supposed to be fucking Donald Pleasant, you stupid asshat. <laughs> I can't stand those. I really can't. I, that's yeah. just the one thing. I know I know. I don't sound like Donald Pleasant, obviously. But Fictional <laughs> characters. They're like, Fictional. <laughs> uh, Dakota Buckner says, "What's up, guys? My favorite part of the Alien videos when Jay just talks about how many glasses of wine the mom had. Yeah, that's her sixteen glass of wine. Oh, I was pissed, dude, because I was like, that bitch should be taking care of her family and getting Killing everybody me, together. It's like that's your sixteenth glass of wine. God damn, mom. <laughs> and you said you didn't have a problem. Yeah, right. Like dad doesn't really go to hookers because <laughs> you're drunk all the time and he can't put it in you." <laughs> that motherfucker's like a brewery inside. <laughs> His dick comes out drunk. <laughs> Logan Hennessy, thanks, buddy. Says awesome interview, guys. Hey, Mike, uh, we are leg injury brothers. Hello, glad to see that you're okay, man. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you're not infected so far. Not infected so far. I had to go get a fucking tetanus shot, which I didn't even know what to do. Thanks to uh, I, I can't say who it was I talked to because I don't want to get him in trouble. Uh, but. Thanks to the two of you, you know who you are because obviously, you know, I don't have health insurance. So I didn't want to just go get stitches. You know what I mean? Me neither. And like pay all that shit. So um, they help. My, health, my, my health insurance is, uh, is, uh, is, is fruit juice, a band aid, and Neosporin. They're like, hey, if you don't have, if you don't have health insurance, just take these three things. You'll be yeah. okay. Ibuprofen? That's okay. That's it. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> hey, big gold, but, say, well, see you later. <laughs> but I found out. So the knife that, that you saw that cut me, that stabbed me in the knee, uh, was the last time I used it, it was to cut up carpet that the oh. dog peed on. So we removed carpet, and I used that knife because it was super sharp. And that's the one that went inside of me that was on PP carpet. So I definitely was overdue on my shot. So I had to go to Kroger and be like, I said, dude, I just walked into the pharmacy. She's like, hi, how are you? I was like, do you guys do uh, do you guys do tetanus shots? <laughs> she's like, you, why did you say it so lightly? She, she's like, no, you sick doing. asshole. I didn't know pharmacies gave anything but the flu yeah, shot. They so, get the tetanus. And I got this big ass fucking like bloody patch on my leg. <laughs> I'm like, you guys do tetanus shots. She's like, oh, there's got to be a story here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there is. So, uh, yeah, got that. that was she should have like, been like, she's like, yeah, I got stabbed because he told me to fuck her and I fucked her. I thought I fucked up last night, though, dude. Uh, everybody told me not to, but I went to the uh, went to the volleyball game anyway and played. Um, and I fucking wrapped it up really tight, dude. I double wrapped that bitch and I wore pants on the sand, which made me yeah. look like an asshole anyways. But uh, but I still was diving around and all that. And I thought it was OK. It didn't hurt that bad. I also had like two beers in me at the time. Uh, but went to the bathroom afterwards because the wound's so high, I have to like take down my pants to get to it. Mm -hmm. Just a little piece of imagery for everyone. I'm in this tiny bathroom stall in this fucking bar, and I pulled down my pants, and dude, it was a fucking murder scene. Like just fucking blood everywhere. Blood well, yeah, all you, over you my ripped knee. it. <clears throat> yeah, I ripped that shit, and like there's blood on my knee, and there's blood dripping out of the bandage. I took the bandage. Dude, I felt like Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men when he goes to like heal himself in the bathroom. <laughs> I had my extra bandage yeah. that I brought and fucking just ripped off. It's dripping blood. I, I slipped out of my hand. It dropped on the floor and just splattered on the floor. So someone probably thought I was having my period in there and I cleaned it up because I'm not an asshole. But yeah, dude, and I replaced it. Luckily, though, I got home and I cleaned it and it, it doesn't look like it ripped too bad. I think the inside of it just like where I was like 
diving and dodging. I think it just like squirted out a little bit, but it 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 still. I got no sand in it. Is the important thing. That's yeah, I wish I, I had been there. About. I'd have walked in behind you, and then if I'd seen all the blood, I was like, I will cut you at your knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a gnarly cut. I mean, luckily, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I knew it wasn't that terrible. I think um, Eobor Thawne actually said it right back in the day. I mean, when you had a cut like that, your mom would be like, walk it off. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to pay like $900 for an x-ray. I can't hear you. There, I can hear you. Okay, I'm back now. What uh, did yeah, you I do, Chad? I have no idea, dude. This mic thing's loose. Uh but it's, I was going to say, it's a good thing our parents raised us that way. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we, we grew up and now we're prepared to be poor. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, or if, you're, you know, if your arm comes off in like a deaf leopard drummer accident when you flip your car, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, it's just a flesh wound. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. this. I'm like, good, dude. I got good. this, bro. Hey, we did, yeah, too. Man. We finished. We got up. We wiped ourselves off. And we finished that goddamn skit. <laughs> well, luckily, we that, I, think we, I think we were at that. We only had one more scene after that. Yeah, yeah, I just had to snap your neck. That was it. Yeah. We were done. Well, it was going to be more, and then I had noticed that his wife tried to kill him. I was like, she's not, I'm not going to do that. I'm, she's not doing that. <laughs> she's not going to have the knife in her hands. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, but we should have learned our lesson marks. back in the day anyway. We're stupid. Well, you know, I, I almost put an eye out, and then Mike got stabbed in the fucking knee. We're dumb. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this was a good wake-up call, because I swear to God, mm. one of these days, it was going to go right into our jugular. I'm like, dude, you all right? We're live. Are you sure you want to go to the doctor? I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to go. <laughs> I sent the video to my mom because I was talking to her about it. I was like, does this look infected? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Like, go get stitches. I'm like, I can't. But uh, she, she, I sent her the clip of it. And she, dude, she said that she watched over and over again. And she said she just fucking kept dying laughing at you because you're like, she, she can't see. You're like, dude, you got stabbed? Oh, shit. Who? <laughs> my mom. My oh, mom, yeah. Well, that, you know what? what you yeah. said in the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, it's probably because it's one of those things like I thought, like I, like when you see a really severe injury to your friend, especially if you grew up and were raised like we were, it's like it's like, oh, shit, bro. Like you're going to tell your mom like she's going to tell like you're going to get mad at us. Like, <laughs> I guess you just revert back to that. It's like, oh, shit, that was, man. That's, that's exactly what it was, because it's like uh, if we were playing out like in an area that we shouldn't have been playing, you know, like in the woods or something like behind my house. I used to have these woods and Mike and my brother and I would all go out there and like there were fucking snakes out there. There was all sorts of like, you know, old broken ass wood like uh, like um two by fours they'd made like a, a, a like a tree house all sorts of shit you gotta get hurt back there with and mom and dad were always like you can't go back there we'd always go back there and if one of us got hurt we'd be like oh fuck dude you really hurt because i mean we gotta go to mom and we gotta tell her <laughs> it was bad are you sure dude are you sure? i was like dude i think it's fine bro <laughs> like, and then when we got older it was like dude are you sure because we're gonna have to tell our girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, or now it's gonna be like dude are you sure because we're gonna have to tell the cops like what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah dude exactly yeah. That, that reminds me of that one skit when i got thrown into your wall and it busted the drywall oh, and dude, i looked yeah. at you and you could see the skit the fear in my face because i thought your your ex-wife was gonna I, I knew she was gonna find out what well, happened. if you listen we... really close you can hear the sound of the devil when yeah. she's like Jay! i'm like oh fuck <laughs> i was so goddamn scared <laughs> <laughs> and dude, yeah, it had nothing like that night. Holy shit, it was Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four in that fucking house because it was fucking. I was like, I'll, I was like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'm gonna have my uncle come over. We're gonna plaster that. She's like, ah! she was like a fucking <laughs> shrieking banshee. She wouldn't shut the fuck up. I'm like, just drink your wine, whore. <laughs> I, I walked back upstairs eating your her Cheetos. It was like, I'm gonna go, dude. 
I know you left like right away because you're like, it's getting bad. <laughs> Rock Pit Knowledge says, get pickled pepper trying to get a nut. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So but lose your me. butt on the dance floor. <laughs> your butt's up. Pants in the air. Come on, say yeah. Everybody over here. Everybody over there. I don't know what that was, but I that have was, a uh, That was uh, everybody dance now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It just reminded me of the thing from Once Upon a Time where he's like, she's going to play her pickled pepper heart out. Oh, speaking of which, uh, this is off subject completely, but a little piece of news. Uh, apparently, Toys R Us is going to be back next year. It was bought by Macy's, and it's going to be inside of a Macy's store. Very sexual. Very happy. You cannot go. Toys R Us is going to be inside of Macy's? Yeah, it's going to rock the uh, shit out of her. Nah, dude, but no, I mean, but, 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 but Macy, well, Macy apparently bought Toys R Us and now they're going to open up the store, reopen the store inside of their stores in like probably malls and shit. But that's cool. I mean, you could still go to a Toys R Us. Yeah, but it's not going to be a Toys R Us. It's going to no, have like, no, a it, tiny no, it, little section and it's going to have stupid toys. I, first off, it can't be tiny because it's got a giraffe as its mascot. Okay, it's got to be huge. <laughs> but, it's going to be tall. <laughs> it's going to be a big like giraffe. Space. It's got to be a giraffe housing. But no, I mean, but, I mean it's, but it's still cool. That would be awesome. They have like a grand opening. Dope. Talk but, about uh, getting but, people back into brick and mortar retail. That's how you do but, it. But I mean, that's cool though, man. Like, well, at least the fact that if you walk into a mall and you see Macy's and you walk in there and then there's a Toys R Us. Yeah, but the reason that I'm not excited about it for two reasons, Jay. Number one is because if it's a small section, you know they're not going to have the stuff we go there for. They're going to have like the big, super popular kids' toys, but they're not going to have like the cool, like, Adult no, they will. Toys from movies. No, no they because won't have enough room. That was no, always because, like in a, in a creepy aisle in the back. No, I, well, I know they're always going to be creepy aisles at Toys R Us. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> there's there's so many fucking nasty people that fucking hang, hung out at Toys R Us back in the day. I used to work there. I worked there for a three weeks right before I got fired. But uh, well, you gonna get I, fired I, from Toys R Us, motherfucker. Well, I almost well, yeah, I did because I kept on not showing up on Saturdays. Oh, because they wanted me there at like three o'clock in the morning to unload the truck, and then also the bastards coming. It was like, do you have the Deadpool uh, th- uh theory eighteen special edition? I'm like, shut the fuck up, you forty five year old virgin. Yes, I have it. I already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you told no, me I dude, could that, come and ask for it anytime I wanted to. There's no reason there, to be there, rude now. It really was, dude. That really did happen. I I had only been there like a week, and this dude was coming in every morning at like right when they opened the doors, and he'd come in, and we'd be like unloading the truck and trying to get everything ready, and he'd be like. So, yeah, do you have Daredevil? And he would, like, name the fucking whatever the toy line was. And then I went back. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll go check. And I went back in the, in the, in the you know, the warehouse area of it. And they were like, yeah, that guy comes in here every fucking, every, every week. He's like, just tell him no. <laughs> they just didn't like him because apparently he's a big asshole. So they're like, no, because we don't even look for him. So I was like, all right, well, I just hung around and then told him no. Dakota and then he was Butler's- like, well, I guess I'll be back next week. I was like, why don't you get a girlfriend? That might be fun. <laughs> That might be fun. Dakota Buckner said, you sound like Randall. You sound like if Randall worked at Toys R Us. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I don't like talking about Dark Forces. <laughs> Dakota Buckner oh, says, oh, Randall, if I have yeah. to say Dakota Buckner one more time. I Never mind. I was thinking what? of Elias Randall. Yeah, Randall. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how we both are. Like retail is a bitch, man. I was never a Dante. I was always a fuck. Well, inside, I was always a Randall. But maybe on the outside, I was more of a Dante. Yeah, on the outside, you were Dante. Shut up. You had you to be Dante. Well, no, I mean, I, I well, I got high marks. But inside, I was like, I hope you die in a fucking fire. I think everybody is. <laughs> the like, not, for, not for real. Not for Says, real, but kind of. Have you seen My Soul to Take? And if so, I was wondering what you thought about it. I've never seen that movie. One or two, when it came out, I wanted to go to the theater and see it. And still, to this day, like 20 fucking years later, I still haven't watched it. My have Soul to Take? It? 
Wes Craven, my soul to take. It's a Wes Craven movie that came out. I don't know. Was later Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I remember I watched the, uh, was it the others? Was that John Carpenter or Wes Craven? I think that was Wes Craven. The others was neither. That was a. No, 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 person. not the others. Uh, oh, fuck. It was, a, it was a weird, Never mind. I don't remember. The there was one I bought on the, on a whim on DVD. Uh, no, it was the like. The word was John Carpenter. No, I, I don't remember what it was. They? They. Yes, it was they. Yeah, that's Wes Craven. Yeah, that's, I, I bought that on a whim. It wasn't bad, but it was, it was kind of a bad movie. I don't know. He also it did was a movie in the middle. Bruiser. I think it was. I think it was Wes Craven that did Bruiser back in the day. That had a dope ass fucking cover. I had the VHS. Never saw the movie though. Uh, sorry, David. I I need to watch that though. I absolutely fucking do. Scarehouse Tim Zombie says, "Hey Mike, happy you're doing better. Hope you get James Jude Courtney on one day. I met him last week and he's just the nicest guy. Why don't yeah, you drop I, our name? Apparently he's super fucking nice, and that's why he won't come on this show. Yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> he realized that we're pieces of shit, and that yeah, this is a terrible. Him. This is a step down for him. This I is not spoke a good to thing. Him. I spoke to him, and he's like, "Yeah, just run it through uh, my yeah. person here." Just and then he watching it. Yeah, and then I never heard back. <laughs> this is like <laughs> I don't blame like, but, he, but he started watching, and then he was like, "Yeah, that's like going into like I don't know, like being like you're invited to a skank party, and you go in there, and it just smells like butt crack and Cheetos. I'm not even yeah. interested. And like that's what he, yeah. you know, I get it. Gone so, bad. I get yeah. it. Maybe one day, hopefully he will. He probably doesn't even. He probably just forgot about it. He probably didn't even not do it on purpose. But <clears throat> by the way, JT Customs, um, yes, we both. Uh, yeah, uh, Clerks Three. You know, I've seen the pictures, the the uh, the promos for it. As far as like you know, them get all back together, it looks good. I, I hope it's going to be awesome. I, I think it will. So, <clears throat> but I am aware that it's happening. <laughs> yes. Anthony Stamps, thanks, buddy. He says, by the way, have you ever seen the fan film Friday the 31st, Michael vs. Jason? The actor who plays Michael and it's going to play young Michael in the flashbacks in Halloween Kills. That's cool as fuck for That's him. That's weird. I don't think we've seen that one. We've seen the Michael vs. Jason uh, resurgence or whatever it's called. I can't remember the name of it. I, I don't, don't think we've seen the I thought we saw them both. 30, uh, Friday the 31st? I don't remember that. I don't remember. Oh, that. no. I was so drunk. I thought it was the 31st. I was just drunk. <laughs> it was really the Friday the 31st. We'll have to check that out, though, man. So everybody says, stop crushing our dreams. Stop. Why? What did I, what did I do? What did I say? James, I, I think. Could that have been it? No, I think that Probably, was too soon. No, I think that's it. What did I do? I think it was the Toys R Us thing, maybe, because this was a while back in the chat. Hmm. I don't know. I don't what do you know. Mean? I, I will, I'm not going to crush your dreams. What do you mean? I don't even know what I that means. Because I, I said Toys R Us is going to suck. And the other well, one, no, like, like you know what? It, it, to me, it doesn't matter if it's not the same Toys R Us. As long as it's a Toys R Us, I think that'd be cool. Like, listen, if Blockbuster came back and it's not exactly the same Blockbuster as I remember, as long as it was a goddamn Blockbuster that you could rent movies from and and smell those sweet sweet gumballs, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, but Blockbuster's not a thing you can do anywhere. You can buy toys at fucking Walmart. If Toys R Us comes back, they have to. But have it's the goddamn stock Walmart. That makes it toys are fucking us, Jay. No, but it's not. But it's Walmart. It's different when you walk out with a Toys R Us bag versus a goddamn yeah, so Walmart bag. Yeah, so it's different when you walk into a goddamn Macy's and you have to walk past the fucking people selling goddamn Kellogg's so to get into the fucking to find four goddamn yeah. toys on a wall. That's right. Okay. And then when you walk out, you'd be like, let me have a, some of that sample. Give me that sample cologne. <laughs> now I feel good. And you swing your fucking bag out the door. <laughs> well, the other reason I said it's going to suck is because, like, there's an outlet mall close by here in, like, Springfield, Kentucky. Sometimes we'll go there to, like, uh, to go shopping for the kids' clothes and shit like that. And they have, like, a Toys R Us up there. They have a Toys R Us. I think it's still called Toys R Us. And you're like, oh, fuck, Toys R Us. And you walk in, and there's, like, 12 toys. And it's just like, it's like that uh, in 40 year old version when Jonah Hill buys those ice skates, and he's like, 
I just, I don't understand. I just want to take these ice skates home. And she's like, well, you have to buy them on eBay. It's like, so you're not actually a store. That's what it felt yeah. like. Well, so, I, I, I guess I'm just happy that it, that you, you see a Toys R Us sign. I don't know. Well, it gives me giddy joy. Okay. No, well, fuck your face mm-hmm. and fuck your knee. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say it. I don't care that you hurt your knee. I'm going to say <laughs> I know. it's a dirty hole. Yeah, it's the hole that you're used to. It's a fuck. It looks tell. like a Grand Canyon vagina. Like it really does look like a vagina. And you can push it. It does. It looks. I know. I saw it. I was like, God, that's an ugly vagina. Is that Courtney Love? <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was Courtney Love, I'd have to get lose my fucking leg. You, would, you, be would, like you, you, you lose like half your body. <laughs> <laughs> this this cut is not going to kill Kurt Cobain. I can promise you that. Oh, shit, tits. Go, go, Flamingo. Probably the coolest name I've ever seen. Says, yes, my soul to take is awesome. People dunk on it. But after a crummy opening, it is balls. So you just got to get hmm. through the shitty opening. That's good cool. to know. I'm going to watch that shit. Evan M says, what are we drinking, boss? Um, I'm drinking uh, hard liquor in a can. I think the uh, locals refer to it as Bicklobe Ultra, but I refer to it as hard liquor. You drinking bitch water? What are you drinking? Literally water, bitch. Bitch water. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that kind of backfired, sir. Which one, this? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a third of my my garage fridge has nothing but Michelob Ultra in it. So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not saying that. I had an Oktoberfest last night. Fucking delicious. Tasty. Delicious. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking Are they bringing those vodka. back out now? Uh, yeah, they're coming out. You get Oktoberfest at the stores. I already got me some. Yeah, you always like that shit. I'm surprised you haven't already got like a couple, like a 12-pack of that. I was. I thought you were going to say, I'm surprised you haven't gotten fucking fatter. <laughs> Oktoberfest? Fat. Oh, yeah, dude. It's got a lot of Oh, I know. It's IPA. I know. Oh, it's not IPA. I, I thought it was. No, it's, it's it's a dark beer. It's like a... Don't be racist. Look. I thought it was just an IPA. <laughs> it's a falakalok. <laughs> uh, one of those fancy... It's an Oktoberfest. That's actually the style of beer. It's a black ale. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think ale. you've ever given me like any particular dark beer IPA that's actually been good. To, I don't think I've ever liked any of them. Yeah. No, you haven't. I can say with absolute... Yeah, my, shit's, my, my shit's undefeated. Unlike LeBron James, who didn't get named MVP. He didn't even get a fucking vote. <laughs> I was funny as fuck. I saw I saw his quotes and I was like, dude, I I support LeBron James to a degree. But I was like, you're you're being a really girly bitch (laughs) as if I don't got enough to worry about. I can't even get some votes. (laughs) I'm like, dude, it's not the end of the world. Is it because Space Jam do suck? Like, I don't know what this is. I've never I've never heard such like it was such an entitled little baby crying that you didn't get the vote to be MVP of the NBA. It's like, dude. You're worth You're, a billion fucking dollars. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like one player on your team got hurt, and you just fucking just gave up and got swept. No, you're not the best player in the NBA anymore. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Ken asked, Ken Burnett, what's up, buddy? He says, are you guys ever going to review, or are you guys going to review Jason Rising? It was, I didn't. I made it seem shitty, but he was just asking if we're going to We already reviewed it. Yep. We already reviewed it, and it'll be up tomorrow, I believe. By the way, I, I did go back. I did go back and listen. Uh, our, our theme, isn't it? I was like, because when I first heard yeah. it at the end of the movie, uh, I didn't pay attention to it. I thought that it was like, uh, like a, like an eighties, you know, thing or whatever. I didn't even think about like it was ours. Yeah, if you if you guys watch Jason Rising, there's a scene in there where you'll hear our intro song, but it's not our intro song. We just downloaded it from a royalty free website. Yeah. So I don't think they did that on purpose. As like, which I mean that in a good. I don't. I, I mean that in a good way. Like, I don't think that they did that no. as like an ode to us. Some people think they did. I don't think they gave a shit about that. I think they just put the song in there. Well, when but you, it's cool because it makes yeah, me me. Well, when you told me about it, I thought you meant that it was the actual original theme. We watched a movie. Oh, I, no, I no, thought it was that. Dun, I'm like, holy dun, shit. 
I was like, that's crazy because I haven't heard that in a million years. But definitely, Jason fans, watch Jason Rising. We tell you that. We liked it. It's fucking wacky, man. It's crazy. It's good time. Um, Joshua Stinchcomb has, are you all excited to see Jeepers Creepers 4? I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. Because they got rid of the uh, fucking pedo asshole. So now we can enjoy it together. Yeah, and we've also had debates on that as far as, like, you can separate an artist from the art. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that he's no longer a part of it, which is good. So. Yeah, you don't have to worry about your money going to, you know. Yeah. Pedophile. Uh, which let's be honest, probably a well, lot of like I would say, I would say 75% happens. of Hollywood probably, but either way, it doesn't matter. Let's uh, just move on. Topic. Well, 70%, I'd say 75% of the movies probably have some tie to someone who is for sure. Uh, Jerry Ramey. Thank you, my friend. He says a 10 spot just for the hell of it. Maybe in exchange for you sending me some Kentucky bourbon, bourbon, mm. continue kicking ass. And you could buy Kentucky bourbon for about eight bucks. I wouldn't recommend that. Version. $8. What size? Yeah, like fucking, uh, early Half times. Pint? Let's get some early times. Oh, well, that's get garbage. That early early times. times. Oh, God damn. That's what I'm saying. Wee, they have one wee, wee. Kentucky Tavern that's pretty gnarly. That I used you drink to early times, you're going to look like one of them motherfuckers from Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will blind <laughs> you and make you deformed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite bourbons, Angel's Envy. That's that's the high-end stuff. I don't get that unless it's special occasion. But I drink on the regular some Maker's Mark. So you can get a like, 23 bucks bottle. It's, taste, it's tasty to me. It's top-notch. <clears> but no. I'm a cheap fuck, so who knows what's actually good. Jambosa! Says Nick Frost, what was it like being stepped? <laughs> What's that uh, from? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it was. Uh, I don't fucking was it know. Was it Shaun of the Dead? I don't think it's Shaun of the Dead. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe Hot Fuzz. I'm just forgetting it. I don't was know. it like but being stabbed? I don't know. It's a. Uh, you know, I didn't even fucking feel it that bad when it happened. John I R just, says, I "Where y'all from?" It. Well, it's Kentucky. <laughs> We're in the great state I, of UK. I felt it when it happened, but. It wasn't like, it's not oh, like it's fucking jammed in and then pulled back out. I'll say that. So it was just a sharp feeling. And I was like, I have been stabbed now. I have been stabbed. The pain comes afterwards. Yeah, it should have just been called a short. It should be called Mike stabbed. <laughs> there is so much fucking overwhelming. Holy shit. Mike's knee is going to come off. Yeah, it was. It was By the way, yeah, everybody's confirming time. it. Hot fuzz, hot fuzz. Yeah. Okay, it was hot fuzz. I've only seen that like twice. It wasn't my favorite. I, I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. I like World's End better, I think, than hot fuzz. I'd go Sean's Dead, World's End, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even remember Hot Fuzz. It's been a minute. It has back of tear with just three tomatoes. I like your tomatoes, back of tear. I like them, and I'll lick your tomatoes. What? Sir Cod Gamer says early times equals Michael Berryman. I don't know who Michael Berryman is. Mm. We're just fucking swinging and missing. Tonight. I don't know what the fuck tonight. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I like it. Colton Candler says, are you guys going to see Scream in theaters for the 25th anniversary? Fuck no. What a shitty movie that is. Yes. <laughs> Jay hates Scream. Now, well, Jay I know Scream. I don't hate Scream. I like Scream Put it on 1. The I like Scream 1. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm well on record. Go back and look at my arguments against Scream as far as Scream 3 and Scream 4. I, I yeah I, I actually I mentioned that to my girlfriend Scream I never I never got to see Scream one on uh, the big screen I never did it came out in 1996 I was 12 years old so I I don't know I never got to go see it so it would be cool to see that on the big screen but yeah. it's weird for uh, like Scream is weird like it, once you know the ending you're like oh he's a fucking killer I know you're a handsome motherfucker Skeet but I know you did it I know you did it I don't know it's weird it's a weird movie it's if like you already know the ending. 
for me, it's it's one of the most fucking rewatchable movies ever. Like, it's probably in my top five most most watched movies of all time is the original one. I'm gonna go see it. I saw it twice in theaters when it came out, but I'm gonna go because there's a they're gonna put you saw a fucking, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I go don't because believe you. That's true. I synced it. I I saw it once myself, and then once when I was working at the Dicker, uh, the kids went to see it, or when I when my, I was it was like summer some shit like. For some reason, my mom was taking the kid, the daycare kids to a movie, so I got to go see my own movie, and I went to see mm. it. But, no, I'm definitely going to do it, because they're going to show a teaser, maybe a teaser. They're going to show something for the new Scream in front of it at the theater, so it's going to be fucking worth it. I've always wondered what movie, <clears throat> what horror movie I would really love to see on the big screen uh, that I never got to see. I, I Scream wouldn't even be in the conversation for me, but I would say it would have to be between Halloween 4 Honest to God, Halloween for The Exorcist, or um, the original, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Blu-ray is fucking freaky. Even now, it's it it's still good. fucking scary. Yeah. It's, so it I, out of those, out of those, I, I, but I, I probably would pull for uh, Halloween Four. I just think that would be fucking magical sensations. I would love to see Halloween Four on the big screen. That would be fucking mm-hmm. dope as shit. I've never seen. It. I've seen Exorcist on the big screen. That was cool. I never got but, to. Uh, and I saw it at Kentucky Theater too, so it had this big fucking dope ass like Kentucky Theater was always good to see movies in. Did that did that go out of business? Mm. Is that still there? No, it might have. I don't think it survived the purge. Fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it did. Yeah, Ethan Hawk is working the awesome. case, but I'm not sure if he's gonna come up with anything. <laughs> I stored it. Logan Hennessy says, I'm not sure if they have the store, uh, the exchange in Kentucky, but it's a buy-sell trade. We do have one. Uh it's uh, it's over next to half price books. I've had interviews for 10 years with district and store managers, but I finally start there next week. Fuck yeah, dude. Congratulations hey, on awesome. the new gig. Cool that, that'd be a cool place to work, just surrounded by media all day. I always wanted a job in doing something like that. I never could get one though. Fucking Blockbuster told me no like seven times. I, I got why. to work in some movie stores. You did, you fuck. I got to work at Movie Gallery, and then I got to work at a local uh, video store that we had called Video Selection. And I was really doing good, dude. Like, But they only were giving me like three days training. And then he was like, well, we're going to turn you loose on your own because I was supposed to close on, on Friday and Saturday nights. And, dude, holy fuck. And they were using DOS system. They were using DOS. And they had like a goddamn – it looked like the Holy Grail, this book, this Bible that they had to – how you did the programs – and I just, I lied. And I was like, so I got to close by myself. And he's like, yeah. So I walked around putting movies up and shit. And then I came back. I'm like, you know what? I'm really not going to be able to keep working here. Cause I just got a call from UPS that I just got hired. And he was like, uh, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I just got a phone call on my flip phone. And, uh, I've really been wanting a job at UPS for a while now. And I, I think I'm going to have to decline the offer. And he's like, yeah, I don't really know if that's true though. So are you telling me the truth? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I gotta go. I, I, I can't, it was really embarrassing. Cause I, I, he knew I was lying. I was obviously lying, but they were trying to throw me to the wolves, dude, because it wasn't just the fact they were using a DOS system to check in and check movies out. It was the fact that <clears throat> there was like little highlights in the, in the book of, of gods that they gave me to go through the DOS system that had like an asterisk by names that you weren't allowed to rent to. And then Rodney, who was my boss was like, so this guy might come in on Saturday and he might know that you're new and he might try to sneak a porn by you. Just don't let him have anything. Give me a call on my cell phone. Doesn't matter what time it is. Like, dude, I don't even know who the fuck you are, really. I'm not going to call you at 1130 on a Saturday. I'd be like, hey, he's trying to uh, rent uh, Big Black Dildos Part 3. Um, so, And his account's got like $10,000 in late fees. 
It was terrible. I've heard you tell that story many a times, and it, and it never ceases to make me angry because I wanted that fucking job. You would not want that job. I would have wanted it. I would have wanted it. That's all I wanted in my life was to do that. And I would always get like shitty fucking like front desk positions or like you can work on this farm and fucking well, dude, skin well, tobacco. But I never the, could get a goddamn fucking movie store job. Well, the reason why I got it was I, I think I, he said, oh, you've been coming in here for many a year. I remember when you were a small boy and you were trying to rent uh, softcore porno. And I just feel like you're you're you know, your accounts always on time. You don't have any late fees. So that's why I got the job. But at the same time, dude, I'm telling you what, one of the worst things about that, like within two days, going back to the, the porn room, <clears throat> that's the worst, dude, when you have to tell them that you got to go. Like, that's the worst because it smells like yeah. fucking cum and, and desperation and just fucking sweat in there. And everybody, <laughs> dude, nobody Nasty makes eye perverts. contact. Get the hell out now. Go nobody on, makes eye contact. When you walk, when you open the door, it's like a light from heaven shining in on their dark deeds <laughs> and then you shut the door and then they look over and they're like okay so we're closing up <laughs> like make your selection in about 10 minutes and we'll see you at the register <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird to, to do that but yeah i i, I just did it because i i pussied out i probably looking back on it i wish i'd manned up and just done it but by the way the reason why i got that job is they had just been robbed by knife point three weeks before that that's why they were able to give me the job because they only had uh, part-time positions they were able to put it into a full-time position because the other guy quit when they got robbed by a knife so that's yeah, the only reason why i had the, the job who, that's the guy who wouldn't give me a job <clears throat> I now i have know. seven vhs fucking shredder <laughs> <laughs> Vinny c says he was making a movie called stab he was stabbed that shit's hey that was the uh, whole point right what you guys didn't know is that was all done on purpose because the whole idea of scream is that it's meta and we promised you scream in under a minute and god damn it we delivered because it was more meta than more uh human than the human as rob zombie would say uh jamie dugans says i can't wait to hear halloween kills soundtrack are y'all yeah i am yeah i'm, I'm excited i haven't heard the. I, I know that uh they released that new track i haven't heard it oh i thought you said you listened to it no yeah i did unkillable yeah Oh yeah, I okay, yeah, I did listen to that one. I yeah, I'm excited then. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna buy the album. <laughs> I'll buy the I'm CD. Gonna, <laughs> I, I I'll just listen to it on Spotify. Well, I bought the vinyl, but that's just to put away. I'll listen to it on Spotify when I'm at the gym. John Carpenter music's always great to listen to at the fall when you go to the gym. It's a good fucking time. I can't wait to hear it on screen in the fucking movie, dude. Because it sounds like we said about it, like it's wild. It's not just like your typical Halloween store score. It gets fucking wacky. Like, it gets wild, and it does some crazy shit. There's a lot of dynamicness to that song alone, so I can't wait to see what those scenes are like. Jambose says, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and then then World's End for me. But I respect your opinion. It's 3 a.m. in the U.K. for me. Damn! Appreciate, Holy shit, man. Appreciate the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dedication, Holmes. Yeah, holy fuck, man. It's the hour of spirits. You better get to bed unless you want to make a deal with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the like Hot Fuzz hour. was more for people in the UK, though. I think they liked that a lot more. Uh, By the way, I, I think it's funny that you mentioned uh, Rob Zombie because when we were interviewing Tim and he said that he liked the Rob Zombie films, I'm like, uh, who fucking sent you? <laughs> like, which person? Was it Sherry Moon that sent you over here to do this interview? Because I don't believe I, you. <laughs> and then he was like talking about like that he liked the publicist part. And I'm like, bro, stop it. <laughs> like, I liked how he got quiet. I was like, stop yeah. it. I think I think that's because I I, I I threw out shade to Rob Zombie and he didn't want to be associated with my shade. So well, I know, but when man. he when it, yeah it, yeah I like that I like that you know he he appreciated the creative differences and 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 appreciated you know that Rob Zombie did go his own way. But I was like with Halloween too, man, making 
Loomis, a, a publicist that's more egotistical and involved with themselves. I'm like, what you doing? What you yeah, doing? The way of the sewer. What you doing, Willis? You've lost your samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Buckner says, uh, can Slenderman do a subway uh, advertisement for me? And Mike, I was wondering if there's still time to join the fantasy football league. Unfortunately, on that one, there is not, my friend. We hath already drafted. So uh, oh. make sure you catch that boat next year, my friend. But we already when did drafted you do that. Here. That was like uh, two. It was when you were here, fucker. We were filming, and I was drafting on my phone. Remember? Well, I'm not a part of it. Well, that's because you didn't want to be. Well, I know I can't you figure fucking... it out. I, yeah, I right. only watch soccer. <laughs> uh, Why so you when do he the said, man, I'm gonna get when, a drink. Okay, when he said football, I thought soccer. Not. Um, okay, I'll tickle your foot with my balls. Oh, I can't wait. That's the best part of my day. Okay, so welcome to Fedway Sandwich Shoot. There's many a selection for you to look at. But let me recommend right away the Chicken Teriyaki Sandwich. Chicken Teriyaki Sandwich is a good sandwich. You know why? Because it's got good, healthy chicken on top of it. The sauce may be questionable, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to have sauce on the Chicken Teriyaki. And also, Subway Sandwich offers many meats and many vegetables for you to create your own Subway to bring home with you. That is an extraordinary type of deal. Do you not think so? Me think so. So now, let me tell you something right now. You go to McDonald, you go to Early Boots, you go to Carlos Jr. or Hardy, or whatever you want to call it. You go to Taco Bell. Do they offer you these great options? No, they do not. You know why? Because they work for Jimmy Jones. If you want something spectacular for yourself and your family, you will have a Subway sandwich choice to name. Do not worry about our past spokespersons. They've all been <laughs> maroons and stupid. They smell like butthole. When we disassociate from them. If you Say want good Fogel. quality sandwiches, come to Subway Sandwich Show. Thank you so much, and have a good evening. <laughs> Andrew Morris <laughs> says, Lowe still uses DOS. I feel your pain. Still? In 20 Who? goddamn 21? He said Lowe still uses MS-DOS. Uh, yeah. They should, you know what, with all that lumber, they should build a fucking computer system that works. <laughs> that shit's crazy, dude. Anthony Stamps, thanks, buddy. He says, is there any franchise you like the first movie, but the others are meant to you? For me, it's Texas Chainsaw, Terminator. Technically, I like the first and the second, but still, and Final Destination. Those are all good choices, obviously, if you include T2 in there, for sure. Um, I agree with you on Texas Chainsaw. Nothing ever had the same feel that the first one did. So you like you like the first movie, and you never liked any of the other ones? It's not that I didn't like them. They just they they were they're they're the definition of math to me. Okay, well, there's two for right right away: Pumpkinhead and Hellraiser. Cool. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Even though I did, yeah. I I loved Inferno. Inferno and was I like one of those Pumpkinhead rare. Too. But Pumpkinhead, too. oh, god damn! Check check your feet. They've got fungus on them. But no, I, 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 but I will say, uh, yeah, Hellraiser for sure. Like Hellraiser five is one of those rarities that come out out of nowhere, and they're like, "Holy shit, this is a good movie!" But Hellraiser one was where it was at, man. Hellraiser one was fucking scary and gross. And then when you get more into it, especially when they revealed the human side to Pinhead in the second one, I'm like, "Fuck this!" It got dumb. Yeah, there's a ton of franchises I feel like fall on that. Malevolence was one. I thought that was a genius indie movie. Well, The Conjuring. Uh, Con- the Con- would be perfect for that. Yeah. Insidious. Insidious. I mean, honestly, Insidious one was great. Insidious one so much better, but I still like Insidious two. Enough. And, well, and then yeah. you can even look at paranormal activity, even though paranormal activity was a novelty idea 
because it was it was different. Well, it was I different. Think, oh, you don't like yeah. the Spanish version of it, the one that came no, out a few years later? No, I, I think two and three are actually pretty good. I think they're just as good as they the were good. But I I feel like but, Paranormal Activity one when it came out, it was like it, it was so fucking scary to people. I mean, it, it was so different and weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was definitely like, it was the shock in the first time. It's the same thing with like Blair Witch. I'm trying to think of it. I know there's some fucking great ones out there that the first movie was fantastic. And the other one sucked. Donnie Darko, easily, but that's just a, it's not really a franchise. There's only yeah. two movies. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah Mortal Kombat was great, yeah. Uh, the, the third one was okay, but, but Anthony Stamps, thanks, buddy. He says, this reminds me of my girlfriend wanted to know uh, how Jay came up with Slenderman. Uh, yeah, that was... Um, I've always... I, my dogs, I always talk to my dogs in that way. In my mind, they talk... I know it sounds weird and creepy. It's not like Ted Bundy, I swear to God. But in my mind, they talk. So they talk like this. Like, hey, do you want to take me outside to poop or what we going to do? If you don't take me outside right now, me going to poop on your carpet. And they're like, all right, well, I'll take you up. Like, that's right. You will take me out because if you don't take me out, me will not only poop on your carpet. Me will drag me butter closet <laughs> and then smear it all over your great carpet. That's all. I yeah, it's just it's it. a dog voice. It's a it's a baby slash dog voice. That that's all it is. By the way, I got your. Um, this came in finally from Amazon. I got a new oh, yes. mask. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the new Slenderman. So, yeah, we won't be using that. Other you that way, when you do that, you could throw that show over your face, or if you want to, you could rob a fucking bank. No, I won't be doing that unless they they sell uh, hubba bubba. <laughs> that's a skit. That's a skit. We should. just want to know if you had some banaka. <laughs> I like the dark light. He was like, my dog talks like Splinter. <laughs> he is very wise. I see that shit. I love that dude. He's like, go forth, my sons. <laughs> Only together can you achieve greatness. Ninjutsu. Like, I always think of, uh, but uh, yeah, I get that though. Like, I remember when all the turtles were gathered around and they, they summoned a splinter up through the, the magic of the, of the fire. And he was all blue. It's like, you have gathered together, my sons. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I've looked at my dog before and I've seen him eat his own shit. So he's not that intelligent. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, he's not going to be splinter level intelligent. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that, I've seen I've seen Jay do that a thousand times. Uh, talk to his dogs that way, so I can't confirm that is definitely where that fucking. Voice I was, I've from. seen Jay eats uh, shit a thousand I, times. Like he, he literally, literally picks it up, him eat another man's dick, like Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Harry Crown uh, says, "I want a dog have a Jack Nicholson voice. <laughs> Just give me the food. Or I'll bash your fucking brains in." Sir Cod Gamer <laughs> says, "My cat sounds like Alan Rickman. Like it's <laughs> like a cat. That's a perfect cat voice. Uh, yeah, that's Alan Rickman would like. I think that's for all cats. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, on YouTube, I was just watching uh, before we started uh, vet freakouts with cats. I could, dude. You know what's crazy about you watch veterinarians? The weirdest fucking shit on YouTube, man. I love it. I love. That's what you down these holes because it's called the internet, man. Like that's what the internet was built for. You to find the weirdest fucking crevices <laughs> in life and and experience it because you would never see like." Listen, this guy, he's, by the way, veterinarians make a shit ton of money. I didn't know how much they made. I looked it up. Dude, in Kentucky by itself, they make $96,000 a year. In California, or no, I mean, in New York, it's $98,000. Base salary, $98,000 a year. But they were dealing with these fucking psycho-ass cats, dude. He's He's got these, like, welder gloves on, and it's going, I mean, this motherfucker is possessed by <laughs> Satan. And I was like, that's why they make so much money, dude. These motherfuckers are trying to Freddy Krueger his insides out. 
insane, but it's funny too. I don't know. I, I watched that and I watched uh I watched Repo's Gone Bad today. <laughs> She's like, I just want everybody to imagine Jay just sitting in his room smoking a cigarette in a white t shirt watching fucking Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> like a Tuesday, I don't watch like no, I, I well that's <laughs> fake. I watch real shit. <laughs> My shit's no, my shit. No, dude, the like the guy that I was watching his his call his name is Repo Nut, and you know he's real because he's wearing a GoPro and like his wife he took her on a repo she got fucking slapped by this chick hardcore and was like trying to push her out of the driver's seat because they were uh, the, guys do yourself a favor go watch some repossessions gone bad and then also watch like some veterinarian I, dude i'm telling you it's some good shit like that's what the internet's <laughs> for you you gotta have a whole variety oh man i i was gonna watch fucking reminiscence the new hugh jackman movie have you seen the trailer for that yeah it looks good but i mean it's, it's coming yeah. out on streaming too isn't it yeah it's on hbo max right now but i've oh. i've heard that like i thought the trailer looked dope as shit dude but apparently it is a box of ass crackers like apparently it's just terrible but i was you know myself god damn it i kind of I'm, I'm interested to see uh uh shang chi Oh just yeah, because dude. I just no, just because I know what's going on with that, so I just mm -hmm. want to see. But I also know that the the, the lead in Shang Chi is actually somebody said he was like trying to compare himself to uh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. I'm like, if he's that fucking delusional, then he's an idiot. If you're trying to compare yourself to Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, you're a I, fucking moron. I'm, I'm sure, up. dude. I'm sure that he just said something that got taken away the fuck out of context because the goddamn internet's a bunch of assholes. But, uh, dude, the reason I'm excited to watch that is because it fucking has, it feels like an old school, not old school, like, really, but, like, it, it has the vibes of an old super school, cop. like, martial arts film. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah, like, Super Cop or Rumble in the Bronx. <clears throat> yeah, that makes me, I'm like, I could actually give a shit less about the superhero element of that movie. I just want to see the, uh, the yeah. martial arts fighting. Well, and that's the thing. I don't even, I, I barely know who Ch uh, Shang-Chi is. So yeah. I, I'm I'm more interested to see that. And I saw the Eternals uh, new trailer. It looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's really not like lighting the fire <laughs> of my crack to get into yeah. the theater and be like, hey, it's it, it's a new MCU movie that's going to start it all. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. You're, you're, you're good looking uh, superhumans. That live on beaches that fuck each other and you have superpowers. I don't care. <laughs> Free guy was good. You should watch Free Guy. That was that was. I think you'd like it. Dude. It's it was. Uh, fun. Yeah, I, I I have. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not available on stream yet. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was going to come out the day of. No, no. I went to the theater. So it's it's dude. It's just Ryan Reynolds like basically being Ryan Reynolds for two hours. It's 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 fun. I, I had a good time with it. I was worried it was going to be way too fucking gimmicky. Uh, like they were going to get too far into the video game thing, but. Taki Watiti was bad in it though. Like he was really bad, like cringy bad. And he's usually funny. He's the guy that plays the rock dude from uh the big rock guy from Thor 3. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? He was also in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Um uh, oh, yeah, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't like. Yeah. Jambo says Carpenter directed Terminator versus Cameron's Halloween. Would you rather what? have Carpenter direct a Terminator movie or Cameron direct, direct a Halloween movie? I would I'd rather have Cameron. I, I feel like I feel like Carpenter would be super out of his element. I don't I don't really think he could fucking dude like for like no, the I don't, original I, Terminator. No, like I don't know. I, I just feel like I that? feel like Carpenter. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, Carpenter is a, is an amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'd, I'd rather. No, actually, I'll take that back. I would honestly rather have Carpenter do a Terminator movie. Just because the stylizations that he had with Big Trouble in Little China, yeah, and and the thing, yeah, James Cameron slick as fuck, for sure. I think he would make a, a box office gold out of a Michael Myers movie, but it's not really his forte, so it would be a weird combination. By the way, Byron Weaver, Mike, wants to know 
from you specifically. Mike, will there be a Deadpool three? Because <laughs> you're working on you're working in Hollywood right now. Will there be a Deadpool three, Mike? Byron, by the way, if you scroll up a little bit, Jay, Byron Weaver said, Jay, what would your pitch be for Halloween Resurrection sequel? So he's just taking turns asking us questions. <laughs> well, either way. But what, Mike, do you think there will be a Deadpool 3? Uh, yes. No, I don't. Actually, no, I did Ryan hear that. Real, I did hear that. There, I did, so yeah, I heard enough. something that he was thinking about it. Or that, yeah. that there was a very good possibility about it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, my shit went out again. Yeah, no, like, yeah, he said, I was getting real scared. I thought they were full of fucking shit about that, by the way, dude. I thought that Disney was just going to shelf it until Ryan Reynolds was too old or something. But Reynolds came out and said they were working on it. So I was like, hey, I'll shut the fuck up. I'll walk away from my anger from this conversation and finally shut the fuck up. But it looks like we're getting it. Whether it's by the way, Byron, my, my pitch for resurrection would be uh, Buster Rhymes dies and Michael Myers lives. End of story. But yeah, that'd be my that'd be my pitch. Uh, there would be no Buster Rhymes, and there would be no goddamn handheld bullshit that they did. That'd be my pitch. Yeah, I would, dude. I would fucking love to. Honestly, I what I would do is I would actually discontinue H two O a hundred percent. It never happened, and I would go from the curse of Michael the the the, the thorn, go from Halloween six and continue it into eight. Fuck H two O. It never happened. Like that was an alternate reality, and then just go from that story. That's what I would do, especially yeah. with Loomis. Uh, you know, at least, you know, Loomis was the one that was supposed to take over as the caretaker of Michael. I don't know. I would do something with that. That would be fun. I think that the cult of Thorn would be a fun, at least a trilogy or something. I would love to see them jump in any of those sequels, dude. I've always said that, like, a sequel to H8, I would, I would, if they, if they did a sequel to H8, it would be cool because you would have, you would have that, that skid mark left on your underwear from Halloween uh, 8 to, yeah, or sinks. Halloween 8. Yeah, you would still have that skid mark left in your underwear. But if you could just start with him opening his eyes in the in the morgue and and start to kill people in the morgue and then the cops show up and then you bring in some new characters that way, you could reinvigorate the whole franchise. Uh, it would suck because Resurrection would be canon and that would mean that what Busta did to Michael is true. But on the flip side of that, right now we live in a world where Busta Rhymes technically killed Michael Myers. And mm. I don't want that on my conscience. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think they should do a whole movie and make it serious, but one of the first people you should kill is be Buster Rhymes. But well, don't I, even I, let Buster Rhymes speak. Just have him get his throat slit while he's sitting yeah, in a chair. Yeah, as a sequel like to H8. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, but if you were, if, like, if H8 didn't exist, I would discontinue H2O. Like, it never happened. And I would just continue mm. the story with Paul Rudd from uh, Chris Michael Myers. Yeah, I would rather do that. That's what I would, sure. that was, that's 100% what I would do. E even if you're going to do a sequel, that's what I would do. I mean, I would just, Act like H2O and H8 never happened. Yeah. Yeah. I would and H2O maybe even too. I don't know. There's so many places in that franchise they could jump at and do a good fucking movie for, man. Uh, I didn't answer Jambosi, by the way. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would totally go with Terminator, by the way. Uh, Carpenter doing Terminator. I'm not saying Cameron. Cameron's never done horror, has he? Has Cameron never done horror at all? Oh, he did Piranha. It was his first movie. Well, but yeah. But no, he's never done. That's not. Yeah. Well, no, actually, Aliens. Yeah, that's technically yeah. I mean, and I think I think Cameron could do a good. I know we joke around about me not liking him, but I think he could do a good Halloween movie. No, well, but I here's think the thing: and those old school vibes that he had with like, uh, yeah. um, um, not your next fucking Big <laughs> Trouble in China, the <laughs> thing. Uh, not the thing. I'm thinking of the one with Roddy Roddy Piper in it. Um, oh yeah, uh, um, oh yeah. Um, Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> they live. They live. They live. Yeah, they live. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and stuff like that. I think. His vibes were perfect for like an old school Terminator movie. It's weird, man, because Cameron, he took Aliens, 
and obviously Ridley Scott made a horror in space with with uh, Alien, and he did do a good job, you know, showcasing horror. Uh, but it was more of a like the thing about Aliens. I like Aliens a lot. I really do. I think it's a, it's a fucking phenomenal ass movie. But it it always felt more sci fi action adventure than it did horror. I mean, there are horror elements in it, but it always felt like an action adventure type of movie. So I don't know. It'd be yep. interesting. I mean, it'd be like if he got Michael, if he got Michael Myers, would it be horror or would it be more of an action adventure type of roller coaster ride? I don't know. Which would be weird with fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> but yeah. James Cameron's smart enough. He's a good director. I don't know. He probably would. He would probably take the sensitivities, but I don't also think he would take the job. It just it would clash too much with his style. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. That's a good question. That's interesting. Mike Brimer says, tell us a story about the tree, Jay. If you want to keep it secret, tell us three stories. One is real and the other two are fake. We all need to know. Oh, I know what he's talking about. That'll be on a different stream. <laughs> we'll I'm, not trying, to, I'm not trying to incriminate myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, tell you the story, but uh, it'll be on a different, it'll be different. I'm, it'll, it'll be a different moment in my life. I really don't. I don't need to get involved with the uh, the authorities right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Patreon stream. That'll be yeah, that that'd be yeah, that's at least private. <laughs> and I know some assholes be like, I'm gonna record this. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I think I think you got away with the crime at this point. But yeah, no, I did, but I don't want you know. I, I still you know based on what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will's right. Will Arnwine's right. Fucking smart, smart dude who drinks well. He also did the Abyss. Which is has some horror elements in there too, Cameron did. So I mean, yeah, I, I get, yeah, it does more human. He horror. loves the sea. Well, yeah. the abyss has it has human horror, but it's not. I don't, well, you know, not the creature. And technically, you can even say that Terminator, the original one, has some some horror elements in it, right? Well, I know, but but like honestly, Terminator is a it's a horror villain. Like he's he's like he never stops. You know, he's he tracks it. I don't know. I it, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, JT Custom said, "Hey Jay, will you and Mike bring back Daniel Ferens back on the show to do a live script reading?" I would love to talk to him again. Six, yep. absolutely, dude. And we're, we're he's the one that yeah, dude. He wants to. Do, I mean, he's the one that brought that up. Me and Mike didn't. So I'd yeah, love to <laughs> love to do it. Yeah, that would be cool as fuck, man. And we're, we have a, some cool ideas to do some cool things with some cool people for Halloween Horror Month. So maybe that's something we can try to squeeze in there. Squeeze it in. Squeeze it just. Yeah, he was saying uh, he was going to talk to Daniel Harris. I know she hates our fucking guts, but who knows? Maybe <laughs> all, she can bring that out on a script. All we know, all we know is that <laughs> she's never responded to us before. No, I know it's, it's a joke. It's a joke because I know someone's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, no, we don't know." I mean, she seems sweet, but at the same time, I have no idea. It would be it would be really fun though if she didn't like us that much, and then she could do a script read with us and really put that anger and hatred into a script. Oh, <laughs> that's a I'm like, idea. yeah, you're a good actress, so you could do that. Yeah, yeah, some method acting there, some some uh, cathartic release mm-hmm. for uh, Daniel Harris. I like it a lot, guys. I've you know we're, we're we're at the end of the show, we're at the end of the show for the night, and you know it's getting dark outside. But let's give a let's give a really a quick applause here. We've maintained over three hundred fucking people ah, most yeah. of the evening. That's yeah. very sexy, and I like it a lot. And I hope all of you don't wear socks when you do whoopee. Don't ever wear socks when you no. do whoopee. It's weird. Correct. It's weird. Correct. It's weird. Why is it, dude? What is that? Is that from a specific movie? Because whatever that, I think yeah, about mall rats. socks mall rats. in bed, I, oh, mall rats. I, okay, that's what it is. Whatever I yeah. think about socks in bed, it's always tied to the word. Yeah, word uh, because uh, so, uh, 
Brody's like, and stop wearing socks when you do whoopee or whatever that means because he fucking that's hates it. it. That's <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, did you see the Clerks 3 thing? I think we already talked about it. Yeah, we that talked about that. Awesome. The picture, it looks great. I, a lot of people were like ragging on Elias. I was like, dude, Elias, he's an older guy. I mean, that was movie was like 15 years ago. Give the guy a break. I just want to see him back. I don't give a fuck what he looks like. He looks cool. It, like, you get old, guys. Like, it happens. Yeah. Everybody gets fucking old. Like, I don't know. We don't have the access to goddamn Botox. And even if I did, I don't want to look like those fucking freaks on Demolition that not did. Uh, escape from L.A. Yeah. Where their fucking it, skin's melting off. It was shocking to see him at first because I was like, holy shit, because he was so young and so thin in Clerks 2. Yeah. But at the same time, people are being dicks about it. That's just He's 15. Rude. It's 15. It was a 15-year-old movie, dude. The guy... Jesus Christ, you, you know, that's that's the Internet, man. Like, you know, make make a guy feel awesome, you know, yeah. cutting him down and being a shithead to him. But either way, the thing about it is every fucking beautiful person that you see, everybody with a great ass, everybody with a great face, time catches up and that shit's going to be wrinkly and fat one day. It don't matter what you do. And we all take painful shits. Those uh-huh. are two things you have to remember. Uh, Amber Heard does it on people's beds. Anthony yes, she Stamps- does. Thanks, buddy. He says, I was thinking of what Tim said about two about crossover. So I ask, is there any two characters that you think are unstoppable force and an immovable offset that you would like to see clash? Yes, I got one. Uh, Hellraiser versus Spawn. That's I like that. That's demonic. I, I, it's right in goddamn hell. Let me see what you got. Like, I think that. Oh, my God. And I would love um, I would love Alan McElroy to write that. <laughs> yes. I would love it to be an animated film. And then Alan McElroy to write Pinhead versus Spawn. Holy shit. That would be fucking insane. I love it. I love it. I, I th- I'm going to go with the old classic, something I've always wanted to see my entire life. Uh, the only time it's ever been done is by Super Nintendo, and that's Robocop versus Terminator. That would be a fucking That'd be a movie, cool one. Yeah, that'd be, you know, it's always weird. James Cameron I, could direct that. Yeah. I, but, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, for um, Hooven <laughs> direct it. No, I really would. Um, they should co-write it. Oh God! I think it would be oh. great. Well, you know it's weird when God. you think of Terminator versus RoboCop. RoboCop always seems like he's a very. By the way, Mike is talking about the Peter Weller RoboCop, not that bullshit that came out the remake. He's talking about the oh, regular, yeah. big ass, bulky RoboCop. That but that's the thing: you only saw RoboCop move in very slow, methodical ways. But then again, that, that's probably because technology. Uh, couldn't you know didn't catch up where he could run really fast or jump really high or whatever but i'm sure he could he's a fucking cyborg yeah but yeah it, that, that's the only that was only the disadvantage to robocop is he he was like it's big toaster oven walking around and, and terminator's like a smooth like fucking he can climb up walls and shoot you with a grenade launcher and then smoke a cigarette at the same time i don't know <laughs> so it almost Mark- felt like he was outmatched yeah yeah that's true too i mark dorman said what about aliens versus predator but good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually just watched good. that the other night yeah it's, i've never it's seen terrible. that that movie you never, never don't watch it. it's fucking Requiem there's, there's part no the first yeah it's all right but i mean it's like fuck fuck there's what? two of those shits aren't there yeah there's yeah there's those. avp and then there's uh aliens versus requiem yeah uh byron said question for mike and jay who would you like to see direct the halloween film in the near future woody allen oh my god can you imagine i would love Bloody. it commentary he falls in love with his own sister and they walk away into the sunset <laughs> uh a new if a, if a new halloween i don't know man um I, I i'm gonna fall back on it and i know it's stupid because he's never gonna do it it'll never happen but quentin tarantino i would really love to see a quentin tarantino halloween movie just to see what crazy shit he would get him up to 
Yeah, I think if I could go back in time, obviously this is impossible now, but dude, I would love to see what Wes Craven could have done with the Halloween film because he's already, dude. I mean, so and, and these are the things he's created. Yeah, I know, but like he did Nightmare on Elm Street and he did Scream, but to watch to see his version of a, of a Halloween would be awesome. But as far as directors now, uh, I like the weird choices. You know, I like Danny Boyle would be a fucking weird choice. Uh, Sam Mendes, like if you could get like anybody that you wanted. Um, those are some thoughts. Well, like I mean, Mel, it, Mel Gibson, bro, and Mel Gibson plays Michael Myers. <laughs> he directs yeah, and stars. I, dude, I actually wouldn't. I would be fine with Mel Gibson. <laughs> I <would watch> that. <laughs> like Mel Gibson at the end of the movie, Michael Myers would run. It's like I'm losing my family. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that shit. Dude. Could you imagine Mel Gibson directing Halloween? I don't even know. There'd be explosions or whatever. There's got to be something like that. Holy shit. Uh, fuck. Oh, my fucking fuckville tits. Jesus Christ, Mary. You did not have to do that. You really did not have to do that. That is, that is, wow. Holy fucking shit. Uh, did you see Mary's super chat? Oh, yeah. Thank you. so. Oh, what a sweet. God what damn, a Mary. sweet, sweet sentiment and you know what mike that that's good for since you don't have health insurance and neither do i we can split it we can finally get checked up because i haven't had blood work done since 1965 same <laughs> so let's go, go get together. blood work done we, dude, we'll and we can hands. find out all the terrible things that hey, we have to, we'll, together we'll hold our hands on the way in and like we'll do the wayne's world thing like we got five hundred dollars on the way in. It's like, like we're well, gonna get yeah checked. instead so of buying much, an awesome ass guitar we're gonna buy an, like at least a checkup. <laughs> that should have been Wayne's World Three, dude. That would have been Wayne's yeah, that, World Three. That would right be Wayne's World Three. It's like they don't have any money and they're like no living out of their fucking yeah. They're living out of their apartments and then <laughs> they get like five thousand dollars and they get to have a checkup. It's like it's I just, cannot believe you're alive. You've got chlamydia, <laughs> trilobia. Like they just make up names and shit. Like all the diseases oh, they have. God. But thank you and, so much. Wow, what a fucking yeah. awesome super chat. Amazing. Thank you. That's 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 fucking wild, Mary. Uh, you did not have to do that. And again, we we make jokes about stuff like that. But trust me, guys, if anything ever went wrong, you know, it's that's not what we're saying at all. But I, I get the thought. And I get what you're saying. And that's that's that is you're fucking like the kindest person alive. Thank like you That's so, much. so sweet of you. Thank you, Mary. I don't, we don't know what to say when, when you guys do such crazy, wild super chats like that. It's the uh, uh, the sweetest fucking thing ever. Thank you so much, Mary. Yeah. Thank you. That's all you can Thank really you. say, man. And uh yeah, fuck, man. Holy shit. Thank you. Uh, Dakota Bruckner said, I can't believe that Rick Flagg played Robocop in the remake. Do you guys think yeah. James Wan would make a good Halloween film? Well, I think James Wan would be okay. I, I, I think that if he worked within constraints, much like Rob Zombie did, I, yeah. I, I don't I, cool. I, like, you know, if he worked, if, if it was a Blumhouse production and James Wan was the director, I have no doubts in my mind that James Wan wouldn't produce a badass Michael Myers movie. 100%. If he, if yeah. it was James Wan by himself, I mean, if that motherfucker brought up some goddamn like, hey, we're gonna bring in Patrick Wilson to be Loomis, <laughs> duck my yeah. ass, and I, Vera Farminga is gonna be the nurse. I say I don't want him, um, but, but he's still, he's actually, a, he's a solid director, man. That that's not actually true. He's a good director, and like like I just for some reason my brain attaches to the Conjuring sequels, which is, isn't even fair because he didn't do a lot of those movies. But uh, and I'm like I don't want that glibness on Halloween. I want Halloween to stay in its own its own lane. But that being said, dude, look at what this guy's done. I mean, he did Saw. He did like a bunch of fucking crazy stuff. He's been huge for you know more, what so I, you know who I'd really say no. Who I'd really like to to see tackle it. And I know this is out there, and it's like what the fuck are you playing with softballs? 
or is it baseball? But I really like M Night Shyamalan. I I don't know. I want to see. I want to give M Night Shyamalan a, a franchise or a movie that he doesn't have to do a twist ending necessarily. Like just do your your creative shit, man. Like because here's the thing about M Night Shyamalan, is that yes. He is a joke or kind of a parody of himself because he always has to do a twist ending at the end of every movie. But the thing is, if you give that guy a project where he can actually shine and do something where he doesn't have to do the twist ending and just tell a good story, I think he's creative enough to actually do a decent job. And I think if you gave him the Halloween franchise or fuck it, give him the Freddy Krueger franchise, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, I think he could do something really awesome. I mean, I'm saying like we both talked about like how we like, you know, strange and unusual directors. Like when you like strange and unusual butt sex, uh, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I, I feel like that guy, given the opportunity and and giving a framework to work in, I think he would do. I think he could do a really incredible job. I, I really do, because he wouldn't be pressured to do a twist ending. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, there's one thing I can tell you about him not doing a Halloween movie is it would be fucking polarizing. It would get people's fucking attention. They'd be like, "I gotta see what the fuck." M. Night that would be, yeah. And you're, you know what? I'm almost wondering. You know, you know. Of course, you know they they hired a perfect director uh, for the Halloween trilogy, no doubt. You know, great Halloween 2018. But in my mind, it's like LeBron just recruiting every fucking talent under Mars to come onto the Lakers if you get M. Night. If you get M. <laughs> yeah, Night to direct your true. movie, it's like holy shit. Danny McBride's writing it. And then too M Night close to the sun. It's like holy shit! It's like we will learn. They will soon. They will soon join you in the clouds or in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, M Night would be. I, I I feel bad for that guy. I really do. And I like yeah, M Night. I, I really. He seems like a such a nice sweetheart kind of dude. And then he gets like shit on because it's like, dude, you you all trapped him. Like fans trapped him in the fact that he always has to do like twists. I like twisty M. Night titties. Too, man. And I liked old too. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, Gatsby BR, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Anthony Stamp says, I remember hearing that James Wan was offered Freddy, but turned it down to make The Conjuring. That stings me, butthole. <laughs> it stings. <laughs> oh, I, if God. he did that, holy shit. Was he, was, he, was he Leonardo DiCaprio and what's eating Gilbert Grape? Hey, Gilbert, <laughs> find me, Gilbert. <laughs> Actually, technically speaking, I, I can't really ruin him on that because I probably take The Conjuring too over Freddy Krueger because there'd be so much pressure and you could, oh, you could yeah. only imagine dude. Holy That's fuck. Yeah. Holy well, fuck. I th- I, but I also think that James Wan is way more built for the nightmare universe than he would be Halloween. I think he could do a fucking kill. But I feel like he wanted to do the conjuring cause he could actually do something with it where he's not like, Oh, well Wes Craven did this. Yeah. yeah so you got to do something like this. Yeah. yeah like, well, fuck. I can't, I mean, okay, so dad did a good job. What do you want me to do? Like, shit? (laughs) The shadow's too big to step over. I can't step over anymore. Gogo Flamingo says, God bless Mary. She's the kind of blockbuster girl who wouldn't charge you that $1 rewind fee. Hell, Mary's Mm. so fucking sweet. She would would secretly go into the computer and delete all your late fees. I've had that happen a time or two. Like, hey, Mary, what's going on? Hey, you know what? I know that I'm late on returning that copy of Bloodsport. But uh, all I got to say is uh, Kumate, Kumate. And she'd be like, you know what? I know. I know. Delete it. Like, Thanks, Mary. Fuck yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody did say uh, Scarehouse Tim Zombie said Jay and Mike as Loomis and Michael in a new Halloween universe. I- I've seen that before. <laughs> like, First off, I don't think it's it ever going to happen. Awful. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, fuck, maybe we would do our best. 
but we would do our best. I didn't. I said maybe we would do our best. Like we were gonna maybe not do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Um, yeah, that's never gonna happen, guys. <laughs> like, we'll make our if, own. Yeah, if there was ever if there was ever an opportunity where like, hey, you should come out to Hollywood and be Michael Myers and Dr. Lube is like, this is oh, these motherfuckers going to sell me car insurance too. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Buckner says, I would like to see Tobin Bell as Dr. Loomis. What do you guys think? I don't Not like bad, him. I guess. I mean, I'd be OK, I guess. He, I don't think he has enough animation. He's He's always kind of been like kind of chill. And I would need him to have that chill, but also have that next level of fucking craziness. He's. I don't know. I, I don't. It's too close. It's too close. Like it's like apples and apples. You know what I mean? Like it's too close. You'd always think of fucking. Tobe, you'd always think Jigsaw for me. You know. You know. Honestly, uh, and I know this is kind of out left field. And who just hit me in the fucking nuts with this baseball? I I was thinking about this earlier, and and dude, uh, just because he's older, but he he also maintains he's got like a like an elder statesman kind of vibe about him, Adrian Brody as dr loomis i don't know i don't know why i i feel like he could do something really incredible with that role just because i watched the jacket Who? and he's sorry fucking, i was no adrian, oh, adrian brody. brody yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I would like and, and i know i know he's i know you know i get it you know because most people don't even think of adrian brody at all when you're in reference to to loomis but if you watch movies like the jacket or or um the movie where i, I don't remember what it's called where he's like a the pianist like this, destro- this destroyed individual, this absolute like I don't know where I'm gonna go from here kind of guy. I I think Adrian Brody, especially his age now, like he could do an incredible fucking Doctor Loomis. I really do. I, I do. I 100 percent agree with you, and I think it would be weird. It would throw people off, but I think once the movie happened, they would love it. I'm just gonna D Land said Stone Cold Steve Austin as Doctor Loomis. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something right now. What? If you don't sit down what? and take your medicine, this what? boot's coming straight up your honky ass. <laughs> and he didn't even say honky. I don't know why I had to throw oh, in some shit. like white stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> you get your candy ass out from behind that shelf, Sheriff. That'd be so fucking funny, dude. Oh, fuck. I would... <laughs> I would love to fucking see Stone Cold as Doctor Loomis. That'd be funny. I, I, I was trying to do. I was trying to do. I, I was so off on Stone Cold. I feel like I was doing Ultimate Warrior as Loomis. Warriors, <laughs> looking at the stars and the sky, you will not cross the threshold <laughs> of the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, Stone Cold doing Dr. Loomis. Fuck it. If it gets to a point where it's like dead in the water, might as well <laughs> have fun. Why won't you fucking die? If, it, if, it, if it's Sharknado, <laughs> if it's Sharknado bad, fuck it. Let Stone Cold have, have it. I want Stone Cold. You to just come stepped over our into house. the wrong Viper pit. <laughs> I'm still doing I like. I want Stone Cold to come over our house and film that fucking skit with us. I, oh, by really Weaver, uh, actually, uh, Weaver has a, a James McAvoy's Doctor Loomis. That would be McAvoy. Mike, McAvoy could do anything. Like um, uh, Fossbender could do that. But yeah, I yeah, want to. I want to go outside the norm, and I feel like Adrian Brody. Nobody would suspect that motherfucker. Like nobody. Yeah. Nobody would say Ryan Gosling. Like fuck it. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> throw in a wild card here. He could maybe play like super young Dr. Lewis. Carrie Carolina says, I would love to see Guillermo del Toro reboot Pumpkinhead. He makes horror movies so beautiful. Why not give mm. Pumpkinhead 
a makeover. I'm, that's I'm into that. it. That's a great idea because if you look at Pan's Labyrinth, holy shit. Yeah, as Pumpkinhead, fuck. If like you know, that. and I love the, the you know, that's one of those few movies out there, early 90s film, Pumpkinhead, that still holds up to the test of time now. It's still a good movie to watch. But if they were gonna do a remake, Gilmo del Toro is the guy to go to. I mean, just look at you know, yeah. Pan's I I could see this whole fucking urban fantasy type of like uh fiction I, I, it'd, be, I, it'd be amazing hmm. mark dorman said stellan skarsgård as would be a great loomis that's a fucking interesting choice dude i could see Who? that in my mind's whole stellan skarsgård oh Stel- i think I any of the skarsgårds like have that yeah they all they, but they're all they all look like you know i don't know they look like they, they look like flowers in the attic survivors like they were all twins and shit, and they lived in the flowers in the attic and ate powdered donuts, but they all lived. <laughs> that's, that's the weirdest fucking. But it well, makes sense because they all look alike. I mean, they just look like you know. <laughs> that makes so. I'm not saying they're a product sense. of inbreeding, I but I mean, fucking shake it now. Anthony Stamp said, "Remember that blonde him? boy?" Yeah, no, I. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> After seeing. Anthony Stamp said, after seeing behind the mask, I think Robert England would be a good Loomis. I think, again, nah. it's just too close for me. It's I just want, sec- like, Robert yeah. England's Freddy. Let's just, yeah, but I keep saying, a lot of people think that for sure. And he basically yeah, was, but- we basically saw him be Loomis in behind the mask. The thing about that, though, do you not feel like that's too much of a bastardization? It would just feel weird. I, yeah, it it almost strange. would feel like a scary movie part six or something. Oh, yeah. we're going to cast West, uh, you know, uh, Robert England as Dr. Loomis, the the, yeah. the the role made famous by Donald Pleasance, who's tracking down Michael Myers. I don't know. It's just kind of stupid. Yeah. It's like trying Luke's- to get Freddy Krueger into a Michael Myers movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Luke Stoltz said Mark Wahlberg is Dr. Loomis, bra- bragging to everybody that he shot Michael six times. <laughs> I see that First shit. off, Mark Wahlberg, if Mark Wahlberg was Dr. Loomis, he would never be able to get out the fact that he shot him six times because he's always out of breath. And he eats pussy every day, man. <laughs> you know what? I shot that motherfucker six times, right? I shot him six times right in his fucking chest. And he just got up. I never seen anything like it, like a fucking silverback gorilla. I never seen nothing like it in my life. And he, um, yeah, and then he tell he tell other he tell other psychiatrists like, keep him out of my room. I'm serious, mom. <laughs> keep him out of my room. <laughs> if you, it's weird. If you ever listen you to Mark Wahlberg, woman? when he's delivering his lines, I swear to God that motherfucker has smoked like three packs of cigarettes every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's kind of his thing. Yeah. The weeds are the weeds are coming back at me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just saw him with this this blank, pale, emotionless face. Oh my god, it was like nothing I ever seen before. <laughs> It'd be fucking wild, dude. But hey, guys, that's the fucking show. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh There's wait, one more, one more. Well, movie well, Movie Juice says Jeff Goldblum as Loomis. Movie Juice. I'd actually be okay with that. I would. That's so it's fucking weird. weird. That's so weird. No, I like it. I like it. He's like, I like. I, 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 I can see it like this. Like Jeff Gold would be talking to somebody. Like, yeah, but that's the that's the point. He's <laughs> like, if if you uh, look no. at a cup, if you look at a cup, apartments.com. It's that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it's too weird. Like it's too weird. It's too weird. It's fucking, you know, like, I don't know. Fucking... I don't know why I like it, but I kind of do. But uh, yeah, it's too weird. At first, it feels good. It feels good, but then you you walked over and you. Go, I could no, I could see Jeff Goldblum being an uh, being an asshole sheriff, like a Will Patton, like just being like I don't really care about what's going on because I don't think it's all true. Yeah. I could see him. I could see I him see, doing yeah. that. Yeah, 
That's true too. I uh, Blu-ray uh, addict said I watched the fighter for the first time tonight. Really liked it. Wahlberg, oh, Christian shit. Bale, and Amy that's Adams dumb. were fantastic. Hey, that's the movie pick of the night, man. If you guys haven't seen the fighter with Mark Wahlberg, that's a fucking outstanding goddamn movie. You should it, go yeah, watch it's it. not even Mark Wahlberg. It's Christian Bale. That's the that's the guy that steals the show yeah. right there. Christian Bale. Yeah. By the way, it's it's, it's awesome. the best role he's ever had, uh, and it's not Batman. <laughs> it's not Batman. <laughs> oh, I. I, I I would definitely go, dude. We could rank uh, Christian Bale. Dude, I, you awesome, know what's weird is I just I talked to Cody about this, and he was like, "I know you're always going to pick this, but my ranking was uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, then George Clooney." That was yours or his? That was mine. I I couldn't go with that. I pretty much agree with because I, I, I put Val I Kilmer up. I think Alfred, I think that, Affleck, but yeah, well, yeah, he he picked Affleck number one. But I'm just saying Val Kilmer, I think, is a better Bruce Wayne and slash Batman than Christian Bill. I agree with I that. I 100% agree with that. Do you agree with this? We fucking love you. And we appreciate you all. We got to get out of here. We, we got to go change think- our diapers. I'll be thinking about you in my bunk tonight. In the shower uh- tomorrow morning <laughs> when I'm rubbing my balls with my zest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love your fucking faces, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you all for being fucking awesome. And we'll see you. Quite soon. Quite soon. Quite soon.